Welcome to the stage of history. <laughs> For Soul Calibur? Yeah, but like like we're going over our history of... Uh, yeah, of, uh, that's right. It's, it's, it's apropos, I think. That's right. But also yeah. a niche fighting game reference. Yes. Yeah, we're uh, we're back in 2024 after our two episode extravaganza. Like the old movie that was a cartoons and it I had love dinosaurs. I love we're back. we're back. Yeah, that's a super dark movie, actually. Is it? Yeah, I don't know the last time you saw it. I remember it distinctly because I probably watched it a hundred times as a child. Do they get mean or something? Why is it dark? They do. They get mean. The kids get turned into apes. It's Really weird and grim, kind of. I got Land Before Time. We we played that one. They did a 4K talk about remaster ups- of that. Talk about an upsetting beginning to a movie. And uh, I've looked at We're Back a couple of times. We just haven't played it. He likes dinosaurs quite a bit, so I'm sure We're we Back's will... good. I had the I had all the plushies. I remember. Nice. They weren't called yeah. plushies back then, though. I don't. I don't stuffed animals. I stuffed. <laughs> we'll use the. We'll use the is, correct term. Stuffed that is animals. a modern thing, isn't it? A plushie. Like the na- that that term to re- refer to a stuffed yeah. animal. Yeah, it is more modern. You're right. Or like a stuffy. That's like specifically dog toys. Kind of usually is how I think of that one. Fun fact, and I'm gonna out my wife here because I can. Uh huh. But. Uh, she has like a massive beanie baby collection. Nice. Or like she did. She had I one. D- I did. I did too. Like she, like it was like people would buy them for because they were going to be worth so much money. And I'm, yeah, pre- I'm pretty sure exactly. there's like a documentary now where it's like the th- on Netflix or one of those streaming services where it's like this was all a fake marketing design that they I love came it. up with. There are this came up recently, I think on tiktok because i watch tiktok with rachel i don't use it myself so i see what she gets served good, good clarification because we we were judging you before i mean before you, you said that. i would judge myself i do not consume tiktok individually but uh beanie baby stuff came up one time and there are ones that actually are still worth money but they were like really really specific things yeah like not the ones that you would just go out and get that they would claim are limited or whatever. It, it's like the secret limited collection that only only certain people knew how to get or something. Um, the elite for the elite. Uh, yeah, and I don't even know how you would have got them. It's just really it's funny. Silly. Yeah, it's funny. I had a bunch of them too. Yes. We have, I think a lot of people. We have like did. tubs of them at the house now because my mother in law is moving. And so yeah. like, she's cleaning a bunch of stuff out. Yeah. And so like Arlo will like dump them all over the place and Yeah, that would be fun now it's for kids. A lot a lot of like we had to- way more toys than our parents ever did. Like my dad didn't give me his toys when I was Do you know what I'm saying? No, yeah, and, no, like, I didn't have I yeah. like my wife especially, she's a big toy person, but like I have mm-hmm. toys that I bought as an adult that are like around my house now and it's fun to give those things to the kid and be like, oh, look, I'm actually getting use out of this thing. It's not just a piece of crap that I bought. So, Oh, man, I have a huge thing of Legos yeah. still at my parents that I will reclaim someday. Nice. Yeah. Put them to good use sometime. Yeah. 
But what's the occasion? You know, why are we here? What's tell me? What tell me? What's this all about? Well, so we needed we our our new episode for the year. Uh, Do we have a new introduction us... for twenty twenty four? No, we don't. I don't. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Do we have new is nicknames? It... I well, I struggled to give you a nickname almost every single time. But uh, let's how about keep, let's uh, keep the tradition going? <laughs> how about yeah? How about uh, this is the Whip Punch Games Cast. I'm Nick, joined by uh, Stuffy Suave. Stuffy how about that? Suave. All right, it's cool. Not um, not sick. I'm not sick. I just uh, no. This is only in relation to Beanie Babies and and stuffed animals. Which I guess they were stuffed. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> we didn't have anything really to do for the next episode of the podcast because neither of us has really played anything new. <laughs> so we hinted at it last time that we're going to talk about our greatest of all time games. That's actually not true. I have played two things. Let's demo the next episode in preparation okay. to, to like tease as a teaser. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um. I did play God of War Valhalla to completion. Oh, okay. So we'll have some uh, we'll have some scoop on that. It's, it's uh, impressive, and also I didn't love it. Yeah, just like God of War Ragnarok. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and I'm pretty close to the end of uh, Mario Wonder. Super yeah. Mario Wonder. I started Mario Wonder. I've only played seven levels or something i've completed five worlds yeah out of six and then there's a seventh bonus world where the challenge courses are perfect so i'm pretty i'm pretty much there and uh i'm pretty high on that i will say that yeah i i want to get more into it and i it will be good to talk about next time i have not played it that much i'll say that (laughs) and also on the horizon, next week, in fact, there is the release of Tekken 8. Oh, I did not realize that was next week next either. Next week, baby. Cool. Which both me and Nick will play. So next episode should be yeah. beefy, juicy. Mm-hmm. Swole. Yeah, swole. I like it. Yeah, like every character in Tekken. Like Luke's um, forearms. Yeah, like Luke specifically his forearms. But, um... Luke from Street Fighter Six. <laughs> and Street Fighter Five, just for the noobs. This episode, we're going to talk about our favorite games of all time, basically. Of all time, and of obviously, time. of obviously, our subjective lists. No, mine's not subjective. It's objective. Just so you know, <laughs> it's an objective list. Mine is too. I took mine very serious, actually. <laughs> he's been. He's been. Uh, researching I was going to say making slaving lists. but that's not a good that's not a good that's not what you were doing you weren't slaving you were uh, no sweating. no it was you were sweating over I was sweating list. I was definitely sweating over it you had anxiety and, was, and nightmares and and yes. hunger pangs because all of our listeners are like waiting with bated breath to find out what the definitive list is that's right that's yeah. right so they, they were like writing us, and they're like, "If you don't make that list, then I'm gonna burn this mother down." And we were like, "You better not! You better not!" And they're like, "I'm gonna do it!" And we were like, "You better not!" We received threats. No. Um, is there anything you need to like 
Is there any like disclaimer, high level stuff you need to talk about first? What was your method? So here's my here's Something my like method. That. I okay. kind of like looked back at my life and uh-huh. I went like uh first game system I had was I don't even know what it was. It was a Sega like Perfect. Genesis. Sega No, it wasn't a Genesis. It was like Master a Sega system. I'll have to Google. It was like a Sega CDX, I think. Um, so after Genesis, it was a Sega CDX. Okay. And my grandpa bought it for me at a pawn shop. He's a police officer that worked the pawn beat, brought it home to us. <laughs> Most of my Sega tapes came from him um, at the pawn shop. So we had a Sega CDX. I had some weird CD games that yeah. like, kind of only half worked. But we, I barely even remember the Sega. But it CD. had it had a little. Uh, it's probably not even what you remember. Like, look at see this. Can you see the one on the right there? Um, yeah, it's on the right. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I remember. Yeah, because yeah. I only knew one person that had one. Didn't really play it. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, started with that system, and kind of just like tried to pinpoint like games that I played in my life that I that just were like big parts of my life. And so I had a list about like 25, 30 games. I just went through all the years, all my systems, you know, obviously taking into account like systems that I didn't know and games that we played like on friend systems or whatever, all that kind of thing. And then I just kind of whittled that down, um, just whittled that down to 10 games really is what I have. So I'm going to give you my 10 definitive games. And then I'm also, as I'm going through it, I'll just say this almost made the list because we did this. This almost made the list because this. But I'm specifically going to talk about the ten. Yeah, that are on there, and they're not in any specific order. They are kind of in the order that chronological order. Yeah. So the the order their order of time. Yeah. So so I started that way. I and you had way too many. I went through. Yeah. Well, I wanted. I guess number one, I didn't do it from memory because. Of, I'm a, I was afraid of recency bias where we've done I've done this podcast for like eight years and so I feel like I would remember games specifically that I spent a bunch of time talking about uh, more than some of the games that were really important in my life where I didn't really talk about them other than with friends right so I, like I also in like, normal situations I didn't go solely for memory I also had like lists of like yeah. 200 top 200 releases on each system that I looked through just to make sure I didn't miss anything. But yeah, my so mind is like w- a trap, bro. I didn't, I didn't miss much. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. So I didn't want to do it that way. So what I did was go through, um, I, I started at my birth year <laughs> because prior to that, I couldn't think of, I couldn't even think of anything that really would have been relevant because I think we have a unique situation where we were born in 89 and from 89 on is like video games, like peak video games. Yeah. I would say, um, obviously they existed prior. They established themselves and then the industry totally crashed (laughs) at one point. Like nineties through our childhood was heyday. But like, this is like, we experienced the boom. 
everything amazing for the most part. Yeah. Uh, we we missed like the arcade scene yeah. a bit and whatever, but only only we only missed it because of our our like where we live, Western Pennsylvania. That's true. If we just we didn't w- have arcades. If we would yeah. have been like East or West Coast, if we lived New in a city, city or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like we just didn't have access to that. Yeah. Um. So, I started in '89, and I just went through Wikipedia's write-ups of every year from '89 to about 2011. I because after that, I knew enough and had yeah. been keeping lists after yeah. that point. Um. So. That was fascinating, and I and I kept telling. I was talking to the Gloom Boys about this process and stuff, and I'd mentioned it to you. But like, just reading write ups of like what happened in each year throughout video games has been really interesting to revisit mm-hmm. because like, there's a couple years that everybody points to in games, like everybody in quotes, like media and stuff. Typical people that you hear talk about games. And it's like, yeah, those couple years are amazing. There were, like, really big, important games that came out in those years. But then that happened a lot. (laughs) Like, it wasn't just, like, very specific years that everybody points to. It's like there were so many more that I totally forgot about Mm -hmm. where it was, like, banger, 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 banger. Important event in video game. Important event in video game. The Power Glove was released. (laughs) Not the Power Glove. (laughs) But, like... The Jaguar. yeah, did you know anybody that even had Alex one? Alex Orbitz had one, man. Yeah, I think he's like the only person, and I didn't know him back then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, previous his, 2v1 host, his, if you haven't been listening that long. His, this is a small world, but his babysitter was my next-door neighbor growing up, so we grew up okay. together, and yeah. we would play. Yeah. We would play at his house. As, at, his, at his, my neighbor, his babysitter's. Yeah, like, re-looking at stuff like that that I just had zero exposure to, uh, because I was lucky, for some reason in my household, to have an NES from the moment I was alive. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know why we had one. My parents didn't play video games. My oldest sister didn't play video games. My closest sister did for a little bit, but it... And maybe she's the one who asked for it. But, like, from the time that I can remember, we had an NES. So, like, there was something important in the household, video yeah. game-wise, from from when I can remember. Yeah. And um, so it's just, like, I was lucky to have that. We had a Genesis. I skipped the Super Nintendo, which was frustrating in hindsight. Yeah, I, <laughs> didn't, have, like, I didn't have one either. Yeah, like, like I feel like my, I really missed like out said, on not having a Super Nintendo. My grandpa bought us he bought us the CDX. He bought me a PS1. Yeah. And and really like we I, like I wasn't buying games. I think yeah. it was up if it was up to my parents, they probably wouldn't have been happy with him even getting us that, but we loved it. Yeah. I'm sure it was the cause of like a bazillion fights between me and my brother. Yeah, I'm sure. And yeah. I can vividly remember my dad being like, get off that thing. Yeah. Like all through my life. So, yep. you know, I, yeah. I, I was kind of lucky too. Like he, he just chance brought that home one to us one day and we were like, fell in love. And like, I yeah. played way more games than any of my friends. 
So, mm-hmm. yeah, and, it just and, and it was from that it was from that moment. You know what I mean? Like from like, but like I didn't I didn't I missed the NES. So like there there's a ton of older games that I didn't have. I remember we had like, like two games for the NES, yeah, and they were just Mario. <laughs> I remember playing them. I remember like later when we grew up playing someone's Atari. Like he, mm-hmm. they had an Atari with a bunch of tapes, but like I didn't have that, like yeah, we, access yeah. to that as a kid. Like it was not like yeah. I grew up on that. Um, so yeah, really, my big two, like as a as a child, child was was PS One and Sega. So mm-hmm. I, I didn't, I missed like N sixty four. Like a, a, my list won't have a ton of N sixty four stuff. Um, and then you know, you know, we'll we'll go through it, but. A, a lot yeah, of, a lot of the childhood yeah. years are are indicative of like what I had access to as opposed right. to like what might have been the greatest games of those of the, that period. Yeah. And then I had a brother, so like a lot of the games that we liked were two player games because specifically a brother very close in age I yeah, think is yeah. important. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so we um, like weren't we weren't trying to pass off the sticks, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, I uh I I think like what I'm getting at also like the the revisiting like the history of stuff is like reflecting on like wow, I actually had access to a lot of things. And in hindsight it's very weird because my parents are not tech savvy. And definitely weren't happy about how much I played video games. Yeah. <laughs> also, but like, they didn't really ever put a stop to it, which I'm very thankful for. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like N64 was probably my biggest platform as yeah. as as a child. I mean, because I couldn't still, you know, I couldn't buy games then. Still, I had to like beg and plead. Rented a lot. Like that was yeah, like we, the most a- renting. Of so things, we did yeah, yeah, and like it's it's really funny to stop and think about renting. Like I would anything. rent some games a bunch of times. Like I never, yeah, me too. Some of the games that I'm like, dude, I played the heck out of this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, I would just say that if you're ever curious, it's really fun to just read through those Wikipedia articles about video games, like per year, because it's it's releases, it's the noteworthy news happenings, hardware releases, stuff like that. It's, it's fascinating. Um, so my method was going through those to kind of remind myself of some things too. <laughs> so do you want to keep the, are, are you going to go all out of order here? Or are you going to stay chronological so, order a little bit either? I wanted to, um, challenge myself to try and order a list. So I did a really loose order of like importance personally okay so i'll do it that way but um maybe i'll mention a couple things around that year but i'm not going to do chronological so we'll jump around we don't have to do the same thing all right so since we we brought up this history i talked about my cdx i'm gonna kick it off okay um my first most important game whiff punishes one of whiff punishes most important games (laughs) for the sega System might have been on Nintendo too. It's called Gunstar Heroes. Have yeah, I never played that. Never played. Do you know what it is? 
Um, like, did you not recognize really. the I've heard, or anything? I've heard the name. I know the name. And I kind of can picture what it is because I remember uh, Cuphead being compared to Gunstar Heroes, I'm pretty sure. So it's basically like... It's like Mega Man and Contra had a baby. Yeah. Is what I would say. It's like a two-player co-op. Um, so you each play like a little soldier, just Contra-style side-scrolling shooting game. And you can pick your level like... The structure of it is like a Mega Man game where you can pick your level and attack the game in any order. Uh Uh-huh. And um, it had a really cool weapon system where essentially there was like elements and you could pick up like a main element and a secondary element. And it had like fire and laser and heat seeking and i don't know all these things Mm -hmm. ice electricity not there wasn't that many but okay and so you could swap like two fires would give you like a double flame tornado uh, or a fire and a laser would give you like laser flames oh cool flip-flopped if you flip flop the laser in the flame, it would give you like a laser that homed or something. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it changed the Right. So Very similar to Cuphead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Except for Cuphead doesn't combine the Yeah, it does. You it does it differently. You do like skills that affect your guns. Um, so yeah, it was it was it was like that and, and uh my brother and I played and played and played and played it had it had uh, unlimited continues oh which was a big thing like you could just play and really rare for an old game really yeah. rare for an old game it would game over you just hit continue you could play the game again um and you know we played it so much that it got to the point to where like we knew which like combinations of um ammunition elements worked best on which bosses yeah so and you know the 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 level variety was really good like they had a carrier they had like a like a cargo carrier level where you had to like platform up and then get onto the air carrier and then you Mm -hmm. jumped on a plane and then you fought this like big muscly guile looking guy on a plane who had no weapons he tried to throw you off the plane and then there was like an underground railroad not underground railroad. There's like a <laughs> there's like a railroad level where you a mine a, shaft. Yeah, mine shaft where you're on a train and you fight like a train car boss, and like the railroad keeps going like vertical, so it like you, you can like jump to the top like ceiling or go to the bottom. So it's like the gravity changes and then the yeah. level flips and it orients, and you can do it from the sides of the screen. There was like a game show level. That had you rolling dice, and you had to beat each like Donkey Kong. 64. The final, the final level of Cuphead. <laughs> yes, the final level of Cuphead. That's right. Yeah, they did take a lot from Gun. Yeah, that, I mean, the, people were comparing it to it for a reason. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah, and so like it had it had really good movement. Like to this day, you know, that's one. I've I've talked a lot on the show about how we play games. My brother and I. It's like a Christmas tradition that we'll get together and play games. Like even yeah. into our adulthood, we we would start that up and like 
It's got like a nice slide uh, movement thing. So you get like a quick dash and mm-hmm. and uh, you can throw each other around and um, it's just it's a it's a really good game and that's probably the Sega game that we played the most. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's a bunch of other Sega games that I would have liked to have on my greatest of all time list that that we played a ton, that like you know just got inched out by other games. Um, so we we played a ton of Sonic Two. Specifically, mm-hmm. yeah, Sonic so did Two, I. <laughs> uh, because it yeah. allowed two players. Yep. Um, we played my favorite sports game. You know, we were big sports kids growing up. We, uh, uh, Deion Sanders primetime football. <laughs> that was a big one. And then we, the game we rented the most was uh, t- um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Hyperstone Heist. For for whatever reason, we never bought that game. Mm-hmm. But I played it probably a bazillion times. Yeah. And so, you know, last last year, two years ago, Shredder's Revenge was a big game that came out. We were all hyped about that. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, the Sega, that was my formative years. And and uh, that's kind of what got me into the life, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, my Sega was like... This is embarrassing. It was mostly just for Sonic. And I played like almost nothing else on my Sega. <laughs> I I I think I I liked the NHL games on yeah, Sega. We had, we they were really solid. Yeah. They were actually and it, the, those hockey games have been the same thing literally forever. Yeah. Which is really interesting kind of. Um but yeah, I never never played Gunstar Heroes. I yeah. I Never even seen it. <laughs> I've never even seen a screenshot of that game. We had Vector Man. That was yeah. Real I played sick. Vector Man. Yeah. Uh, we did an Earthworm Jim a lot. Yeah. We did Rocket Knight Adventures. Mm. We did all the Tiny Toons game. They had like all they had like Tiny Toons sports. Yeah. They had like Tiny Toons like where it was like a platformer kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I got I got a whole suitcase of. Sega tapes. That's cool. Mine broke at some point, so my mom threw it away. <laughs> like a really long time ago. If I was if I like in my office, one of my goals that I don't have accomplished yet is I want to get a CRT. Yeah. So I can have some of that stuff available. It's probably that's a whole probably that's easier a whole rabbit hole you could go down. <laughs> probably easier just to do emulation at this point but yeah definitely um like even yeah. looking at them they're like three four hundred dollars trying to yep. buy them anywhere and i'm like dude i'm not yeah they're all cracked up and stuff like that I'm, mm-hmm. like i'm just trying to find someone someone in some grandma's attic or something like <laughs> some church lady gotta have a TV i saw away. i think we were walking around because like people will leave stout stuff out on the sidewalk all the time for trash pickup around here yeah we had that in my neighborhood quite a bit and we're we're in like part of the city so it's like dense and so there's it's all like townhomes everywhere yeah and i know i know just the other day i was walking by and somebody had just like two tube tvs just sitting on the sidewalk <laughs> like randomly it's like who had these still just sitting around in their house like yeah at this point because they were like the tiny ones you know like yeah. the 12 inch whatever yeah. Funny. Um, so what do you got? Number 10. 
All right, total, totally different swerve. So, like I said, I'm going to try to... This is a loose order because it was just for fun as a challenge. And another thing I didn't mention in my list is that they're important games for me, but I also think they're important for games in general. I had a, so, I had a feeling that your list of games would be weighted toward how impactful uh, in a way. some of the games were. In a way, it's that's not it's this is purely a passion list, but at the same time, a lot of things that I'm passionate about are, I would say, important video games. So this one might be a little bit weird, but uh, my number 10 is Minecraft. (laughs) I played Mm. a fuck ton of Minecraft like it. This was well before the podcast and would have been during college. So like Minecraft was in its very early stages. Actually, it was a little bit further along than early stages, but in like 2011 or so, I think is when I first played it and started playing it a lot. Maybe, maybe 12. I think it was 11 though. And this was when it was basically free. You could just play it in a browser and or you could pay for the the uh, home version for like five dollars <laughs> or something. It was like stupid cheap. And the first time I saw Minecraft, my mind was just like blown. <laughs> like it just did not make sense to me that something like that could exist. And the just the fact of like, here is this randomly generated world that happens basically instantly and then just explore it. And you don't know anything. It doesn't teach you anything. This is like rote now. Like yeah. this whole survival type game yeah. is so common. It's such a thing at this point that it's like not novel anymore. Yeah. But like when it was novel, holy shit, it was crazy. And I have memories. This is so sad, but like I'm not really afraid to admit it. Like in college, sitting in my room, not engaging with any person or doing having any social interaction, just playing Minecraft <laughs> and listening to music. And it was like what I did all the time for like, obviously I had a social life, but Obviously, a lot of a, a lot of my college time, I can point to sitting in my room playing Minecraft, <laughs> and like I loved it. I have no regrets about Do that. Do you think you had like experiences in Minecraft that can you can you like can you describe an experience in Minecraft that like sticks out to you in your life, or you're like the so, first time I got attacked by zombies, or or is no. it just like the entire? Uh, you feel like th- it was it was an important part of your life, like kind of thing. Like I don't I don't think I can because I th- the thing with Minecraft was just starting games over and over and over and over yeah. and and like the thing that I liked the most in it and and it was me at the time going to college for engineering and what I eventually did was working in houses and stuff. I loved building stuff. Like, and it, and it makes it really easy to do that. And 
it's fun to just see what the world generates in terms of like how the geometry and biomes lay out and how they clash and where it generates like materials and caves that it started to generate after it like start as it was getting like updated over time they added in features of like the mines <laughs> they added in mines in minecraft and like it was just fun to see that in a new like world constantly like i didn't really get invested in a single game hardly at all i can think of like one that I probably spent a ton of time on, and so it wasn't like is it Valheim? Is that the, is that the one that was out a couple? That's years a re- ago? that's a more recent one. So Valheim's really like good too. Valheim experience of like you never knew what was going to happen, and right? Then this thing happened, and you're like, oh my god, this is this is yeah. Like- I mean, like there obviously also wikis and stuff existed, but like I didn't really like look stuff up too much. Because I wanted that of not, I wanted that experience of not really knowing, yeah, a whole lot, and just kind of seeing what would happen, you know. And I played that. I played Minecraft consistently for like multiple years while playing other games, but like that was like a go-to comfort thing. That you know what, I'm just gonna sit and listen to music and play this thing, and. We revisited Minecraft a couple years ago, uh, and I'd never played it multiplayer, <laughs> and so that was like a whole new thing for me, especially with um, all the stuff that exists in Minecraft now. It's like kind of ridiculous. My nephews this year, and it was Christmas, still, it was still awesome. So six and three, yeah, asked for all Minecraft bundles, yeah. So it is still. Oh, dude, got a, got a grip on. Uh, I'm. I want to say Dakota. I just I saw say. the other day. I just saw the other day that the amount of sales that game has had is like 300 million or something. It's like insane. <laughs> anyway, we had a technical hiccup real quick, uh, but that was Minecraft. Minecraft's really good. I think. If you have never played Minecraft, you should check it out. Minecraft. All right, all right. Yeah. Minecraft. Yeah. Um, I have a... My Xbox One is the Minecraft version of... Uh, <laughs> nice. That is nice. I was wondering, I thought maybe that the game that I'm going to bring up could be possibly on your list. Um, I'm not sure that it is, but... My next game, uh-huh. uh huh, another game from my formative years, Game Boy Color game, uh huh, Pokemon Blue. Okay. Um, not I don't, red. Not red. I had Pokemon Blue, and I like Blastoise more than Charizard. <laughs> I'm a squ- I'm a Squirtle guy, so so yeah. Uh, you know, I, I had a bunch of Game Boy Color games. One of the ones. A couple of the ones that I liked, I had Driver. I really liked Driver on Game Boy Color. On Game Boy? I had a Metal Gear game on Game Boy that I played a lot. I had... Oh, wow. Uh, Ocarina of Time. Well, you would have probably no, had... No, no, no. Se- no, Seasons. 
Uh, Oracle on, on of Game Seasons. Boy, Oracle of Seasons no, is what I've had. Oracle the, of Time. Those are advanced. On Game Boy, you would have had. Uh, no, this Game Boy like Color. Link's Awakening. Game Boy Color. Yeah, which is just Game Boy, basically. Game Boy Advance is the Oracle games. I'm like pretty sure. I could be wrong. No, I think you're wrong because I didn't own a Game Boy Advance. Okay. I definitely thought those were the Advance games. Yeah, I, anyway. I did not own a Game Boy Advance. Because I didn't play those once. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was like, I'd say my first game that I just pl- owned and played to completion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I played, I had a, a save file and I beefed up that save file and I did the the cheat where you rode the... Where you found Missing No. Missing No and you rode the thing On up and Cinnabar down. Cinnabar Island. And, and you got, uh, you got unlimited rare candies, and rare candies and Master Balls and yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, uh, you know, really, like I've played Pokemon games as an adult. I played yeah. with, I, that, like started the hype. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I got into the cards. I was watching the show. Like that was the all encompassing. Oh, Pokemon was a thing. That was such a thing. That was an yeah. all encompassing part of my life. Yep, me and, too. Um, I still enjoy like, like I don't watch it or play it or or. or you know, I, I've tried some of the new games. I, I played Dude, Pokemon Sword and Shield, and you know, we, Arceus we, was so good. Yeah, we talked about Arceus, um, which is a game I was playing before I had my last kid, and like I'm excited for my kid to get into Pokemon. Like, yeah. it's gonna it, it's gonna happen. Um, I'm sure. Yeah. So it's cool. It's it's cool that that's around still. You know, there can't there can't be anyone that's listening to this that hasn't experienced Pokemon in some some yeah fashion. in some way even even in passing even if you never played it or like whatever it's so yeah. uh pervasive yeah 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 at this point so phenomenon doesn't even like it's not even the right word for it it's like <laughs> it's gotta I mean, be it, they gotta be like one of the best selling game franchises of all time for sure uh, it's yeah it's gotta be yeah because it still is really successful. Like, yeah. that's the crazy thing. And the card game is still really successful. Like, it's nuts. I um I do not have Pokemon on my list. It was a contender. Mm-hmm. Because in thinking of, like, our personal experiences with things, Pokemon was, like, insanely important in my life. Uh. I remember, like, fifth grade, like, kids stealing Pokemon cards from each other and the teacher, yeah. like, being like, oh, you can't bring these to school You couldn't bring cards to school. Yeah, it was like a whole thing. fighting over them. Yep. I also played, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. I also played Silver, like, Pokemon okay, Gold so, and Silver. So, yeah. I could have, I was like, going to say Gold and Silver over Red and Blue. I could have, yeah, I could have included, I, I, I think probably Gold and Silver is better. It is purely from the day-night cycle stuff. It's just more interesting, and it was almost double the Pokemon. <laughs> so like, yeah. So, and you got to go. It was double the content because you would go. It had the new island, and then you would go back to Pokemon Red and Blue's island. Like, I'll say though, by the time Gold and Silver, Gold and Silver came out, some of the some of the people were off Pokemon a little bit. Oh. Some oh, man, some of my me. friends were like, "Why are you still playing that?" And I'm like, I "Yeah, not know. me. I don't know. I like it. That's why. Not me." <laughs> so, all in on Pokemon, all the way up until 
we were in high school. Oh, you don't have to say up until all in on Pokemon. No, no, because I started falling off of it for sure. I still played them, but I, I didn't. I stopped like completing them. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. So uh... Pokemon was great. Yeah, that was a really great thing. It still is good. It's just the same game. Yeah, they haven't updated in thirty. Kind years. of insane. <laughs> That's why Arceus was so good. Have finally a different concept. Yep. But that's a good pick. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um. All right. I'm gonna go again. Not not an old game. A more recent game. Wow. Recency bias is really a thing for you, huh? It is kind of, but like Elden Ring. No, no it's not I can't. Like this. I can't. You haven't lived. I don't El- know that you this haven't is lived one. with Elden Ring enough in order for you to, to decide whether it should be on your all we'll time list or not. We'll talk. We'll talk about it. Yeah, Elden I'm sure Ring we'll eventually. get to a Souls game um, somewhere. Yeah. So my my nine in quotes is XCOM two. Yeah, buddy. Because I and I don't know that XCOM two specifically, not Enemy Unknown. I don't think XCOM two is probably an argument for a important game that's okay i would say i would say enemy i would say enemy unknown is but xcom 2 is just better and way more interesting in a ton of ways than the remake or the redo which was enemy unknown xcom 2 is like brilliant It, it is near perfect i think in a lot of ways and like what it's what it's trying to accomplish everything that you can do in that game and the fact that I've said this almost every time XCON 2 comes up the fact that they chose the bad ending of Enemy Unknown and made the sequel based on the bad ending being canon is amazing <laughs> that is amazing people were pissed about that <laughs> cuz like the idea is that you should have one as humanity in enemy unknown but instead two is about the aliens winning and that creates such a cool setting for that game and everything that they do with it and like that's just the base game and then war of the chosen came out and like was even cooler yeah that's the one i played like an like an absolutely awesome expansion to an already awesome game xcom 2 is just I'm still chasing. I'm still chasing that high yeah. of like yeah, baby. a tactical turn-based that's a good, game. Like that's a good nothing, way to nothing compares to it. Mm-hmm. Nothing. You're so right. You're so yeah. right about that. And and I'm so happy that you included that in here because it, it's not on my list, but it deserves to be. Like ten <laughs> ten is not enough for a 35 year old man. Oh, totally. Yeah. For totally. a 35 year old man and like. All these games on my list I've played multiple times and mm-hmm. like it, I've lived with for years and years and years. And so, you know, another couple years go by and, and XCOM might be in there for me is what I'm, is what I'm getting at. I had, yeah. I had one campaign in, in XCOM 2 that I absolutely adored, loved, created my own headcanon for all the characters that were yeah that were it was it was it was such a unique experience and i and i agree 100 percent with what you're saying about you like you're still chasing that 
feeling of because because I've played other games where it's like I've you, tried you, so many you know, of those. Where you always hear like the comparison of it's an it's an XCOM but like, Gears of War. It's XCOM yeah. Mario. Uh-huh. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. We do have that now. <laughs> those are like real conversations that we have. And like those yeah. things, those are good things. Like I enjoyed both those games, but Yeah. But dang, XCOM is just like Yeah. And I just like and and we missed the era of the original ones. Like we have to acknowledge like that's a series that existed when we were kids, we just didn't know about it. <laughs> Or we were like too young. It was PC stuff. And just the fact that they like brought it back and brought it back in such an amazing way and then did it again like five times better or whatever. Some whatever multiplier you want to assign to it. Like infinitely replayable. It caught it, it it taught me things about myself. That game taught me things about myself. Yeah. <laughs> Like I'm not even kidding. Like I was like, "Holy smokes! I like th- I like this crunchy, like yeah the yeah the enemy of yeah and, mm-hmm. and it was a new like thing it, for it me opened with a enemy door unknown. to games yeah. that I did ha- I didn't know I had any interest in. Yeah, and yep. uh, I played on janky Xbox One. It was a it was a miserable. Oh, it was experience. probably miserable. Yeah, uh, my game crashed probably fifteen times. Uh huh. And it lo- the loading windows were forever, and yeah. Yeah. I was dealing with the clunky controls, and and it was still amazing, still and amazing, that's, and that's in that's like really high praise, <laughs> still amazing, yeah. So XCOM two, uh, you got to play it. You got to play game. it. We're never gonna get another one, probably, and that's really unfortunate. So. Yeah. Yeah, because the director went on to uh, do some other things. I mean, maybe they'll do something with the property, but like the the one of the guys responsible for its revival, yeah, is no longer. Nothing there. is dead in this day in and video age, games though. in in, in video, general in, in this gen- day and age. They can't they can't not yeah, let right. something that's even half successful just be. No, you're right. Let it alone. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it to bed just yet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But uh, you know, we 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 opened up the episode with games that we're excited about for the next episode. One of those games we talked about was Tekken Eight, mm-hmm. and my love of Tekken is not a new thing. Okay, I want to go on record as saying that Tekken Seven, the current iteration of Tekken that's out, was the game that kind of got me and Nick into fighting games around mm-hmm. 2018. It was a random text from me that was like, "Yo." Tekken's about to come out in August. You trying to play this game with me? And you were like, yeah, I think, <laughs> think I do want to play that game with you. And I had no experience with Tekken. I had played, like, Tekken Tag once. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I talked about my grandpa buying us a PS1, and for whatever reason, I think it's because anyone who owned a PS1 owned this game, really. It's one of the best-selling games of all time. Um, yeah. Tekken 3, mm-hmm. which uh, Tekken 1 and 2 were, like, big arcade games. And I remember playing those games in the movie theater all the time with my brother. And <laughs> and then Tekken 3 with the PlayStation, it kind of like moved the arcade into the home. And we had Tekken 3. Yeah. And uh, 
what I remember about Tekken 3 besides playing nonstop, nonstop, nonstop is like it was uh, so feature rich um, hmm. for a fighting game. Like it had, you know, it had time, attra- time attack, it had arcade mode, all the arcade ladders had like a story mm-hmm. mode for every character that you would finish with. There was like 30 characters you could unlock and you had to unlock them by beating it with this guy and it would unlock this character. Then you beat mm-hmm. with that guy and unlock this character. They had like a whole beat em up mode called Tekken Force mode. They had... <laughs> I don't think I knew that. They had theater mode where you can go rewatch and play all the music and all these things. They had uh, like a tournament mode where you would like build teams and play each other with teams they had Tekken mm-hmm. Ball mode, which like this is like this weird version of volleyball. I do remember that? Where yeah. you can like choose different weighted balls, and like the way you have the physics of your attacks, they affect the ball differently, and you're like kicking the ball back and forth at each other, and it was just such a package for for at home. And then like at the time, the PS One was on the cutting edge of graphics. Yeah. And like Tekken three, if you go back and look at videos of Tekken three, it still looks pretty freaking good, man. Uh, like the graphics are pretty sweet, and it was like, it was like, like end of the nineties. Probably I don't know what year it came out. It's probably ninety eight, ninety nine, maybe maybe early two thousand, somewhere around there. And it was yeah, like it was like sure. vintage nineties edge lord fire pants. Yeah. Uh, totally. drum and bass music, like like it was, and and my favorite thing is like it's kept that aesthetic through. It the, still has it. It definitely still has that aesthetic. And it's yeah. so good. It's so good. It's like <laughs> it's like our childhood. Jinko jeans and Jenko jeans is definitely like the Tekken. thing to assign the Tekken. Yeah, <laughs> Jenko jeans and travel tattoos and lasers. Yeah, chains. Yeah, and uh, you know my my third grade, third <laughs> third or fourth grade, I'm not, I'm not even kidding you. My third or fourth grade birthday party, we bobbed for apples and had a Tekken three tournament. That's awesome. And yeah, I've been I've been playing fighting games all my life. That's that's like that's not a joke. I mean, and, I and, have too, technically. And you know, we had Street Fighter two and Mortal Kombat on the Sega, and like we played gonna, those. Yeah, and you know they deserve spots on my list too but like this was the first one where i was like going hard you know what i mean i was like doing combos and stuff yeah and uh i love that that franchise still exists it's like so cool to me that this thing from my childhood is like still kicking butt yeah and uh it informs my my hype for the upcoming game and and despite it being Despite it being one of my like all-time great games, if you like look at it, if you type in on Google "all-time greatest games," I guarantee you Tekken Three is like somewhere in there on that list, which is is crazy to me because it's, I think it's a fighting I think the game. cover of the cover of Three is like iconic, iconic. Yeah. yeah, like if for some reason it just is. Like even though I didn't play it, I know what it looks like. I was aware of it, you know. I played Tekken Tag, like I said. For some reason, I knew people that had Tag. They Tekken didn't have three. Tekken Tag was the sequel to Tekken Three, where yeah. they were like, kind of, 
it's like Tekken 3 but better. They like cleaned up the graphics a little bit. They added tag mm. mechanics. It's kind of like the same game though. It's like built on the same mm. engine and everything. Well, yeah, yeah, I figured that. Yeah. So I uh, I guess because it's not on my list, but just to mention like I had Mortal Kombat 3 as a run, as a potential thing that I wrote down when I was thinking about stuff because like Mortal Kombat was what I played the most. Mhm. Like a lot. I played one, two, and three a lot back then. Yeah. Um, so my my Mortal Kombat game came later on the GameCube. It was Mortal oh. Kombat Deadly Alliance. Oh man, that yeah. was the one I played the most. The first one with the crypt. It had yep. it had combat card. It had puzzle card. And so like, you you didn't play one, two, or three very much. No, I I did. I I played them a lot. I, I would say we played Street Fighter more than we played Mortal Kombat, like on the Sega. Yeah. Um. And one, two, and three were like Sega games. Yeah. Like I, I wasn't allowed to own those games. For <laughs> oh, like, I, I, I had them for some so reason. So <laughs> I, me- I remember my cousin had them, and like I remember yeah. like looking in the magazine to to see how to do fatalities and stuff. Yeah. Um. But like we, I kind of like came back to Mortal Kombat one, two, and three more than I played them when they were. When they were like new, yeah, I haven't played the original ones probably since I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. Um, like my box of Sega tapes, I have all of them in there now. Oh, okay. So I, I did yeah. end up getting them. I'm just, I don't know. Yeah, I just don't remember it was, it them was being <laughs> as important. Like a lot of it probably has to do with like what my brother liked too. Yeah. And, you know, I was little, so I don't know. But, like, if he didn't like to play the games with me, I wasn't playing one player a lot. So, like, I remember Tekken we liked because we liked to do them. We liked to unlock them endings, and he was good with Law, and he would beat me. And so it just worked, like, a lot. Yep. And, like, I I played Mortal Kombat with my sister, which is funny to think about. Like, she was still playing games at that point. Um, but I played it a lot solo too, and there was like nothing to do solo in yeah, that like game. Yeah, like you played the arcade ladder, than, and then, other than the ladder, yeah, yeah. Like, what do you yeah. get from that? A little kind of so. Yep. Yeah. Uh. Okay, big swerve again. Nothing. Not even related to anything we've talked about. Number eight is Half Life Two. Your reaction to that is subpar. No, it's not. I knew I'm. I'm expecting it to be on here. It's classic. It's um, a, it's a landmark watershed moment. Definitely a landmark games. game, but also for me a very important thing personally. In that, it's why I play on PC now. It's like I went out of my way as a idiot teenager who knew nothing about computers to upgrade my computer so I could play Half-Life let me, 2. Let me ask you a question real quick before we get into Half-Life 2. Uh-huh. Is Portal on your list? No. So my Half-Life 2 experience was in the orange box, uh-huh. which is a game that deserves to be on everybody's list, honestly, with both Portal and Half-Life 2 being in there. But I was way mm. late to the show. Right. Um, with Half Life Two because I didn't play it to Orange Box. But 
definitely deserves the uh, the love. And yeah, yeah. The even when I played it, which was late, the awesomeness. I don't know the the awe of the physics engine. Uh huh. And existing in in like a world that was like rendered like that where everything had weight and stuff. It, it felt like it felt like it wasn't a linear shooter. Yeah. And that is something that stuck with me forever. Mm -hmm. Even, even revisiting half-life we, I, we tried racing half-life two a couple years ago, (laughs) which was fun. That was fun to see how fast we could get through it. And, even like going back to it and like getting that same feeling of like this doesn't feel like it's just one path like it feels like there are options here even though there really aren't and it's because you have all that stuff to interact with that it felt like the world was so much bigger than it actually was and it was just insane and like not only is it an amazing game it also is an ama- it was an amazing video game engine that some things used later on and it like this is cheating a little bit but part of my half-life 2 experience was i played so much fucking counter strike source like so much <laughs> that was like the thing if i wasn't playing halo 2 i was playing counter strike yeah, because it actually, was the same period. It was the I same. I played period. a lot of Counter Strike too, actually. Yeah, like that. It was just like I have this. I have a computer that is now capable of doing things all because I was able to put in a better graphics card, which was like it's so crazy to stop and think that I knew nothing about what I was doing. I bought a new video card without any idea of like. I think this is going to work. <laughs> you just plugged it in at work. Plugged it into my de- my desktop computer, my parents' desktop computer, that they didn't know I was doing this. Yeah. And, you know, I just ripped that thing open and plugged in a new video card, and lo and behold, it did work, and it worked amazingly, and I was then now able to play PC games. Like, I didn't really have access to PC games. All yeah. I needed was this better video card and that was just so important for me because literally from then on i have played i have had a gaming pc from that point forward i've you're with the master race from that point forward yeah i've just never not had that in some form i've had a pc capable of playing games yeah and like that was like a really good experience of learning how to tinker with pcs and understand what's in them I literally just had to revive my computer this week because my power supply oh, died. Oh, yeah, I remember you talking so about like, that. So, like, it, it just all goes back to literally Half-Life 2. The reason I did it was so I, I could play Half-Life 2. And I just think that's really cool. Like, it was a great game. It's an amazing game. And then also, here it's like this really important... <laughs> Change your life. Like, moment of my life in terms of games. Yeah. And I remember the video card that I bought had... This was around the time of Doom 3. Um, It had Doom 3 artwork on the video card. Which is, like, so weird. Like, you never see that now. 
like branded cards like that with like yeah. a specific game on it or whatever. Yeah. That's so, sweet. Yeah. So as you remember, our mine's going chronological. Mm-hmm. We're at the PlayStation one era, bunch of PlayStation games I played that were hype that didn't make my top 10 list. We played so much NFL blitz. <laughs> I loved NFL blitz. I played, played that on N64. so much Tony Hawk. Mm-hmm. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. Tony Hawk was a hard one to keep off because I literally skateboarded because yeah. of Tony Hawk. But yep. yeah. Crash Bandicoot, especially the third one, is the best. Is that warped or just three? Warped. Warped. Okay, because warped was the one I played and liked, yeah. Uh, but I couldn't I couldn't include them. There's there's too many good games on here that, that didn't allow any of those other games to be on. So sadly the PlayStation era ended with only one game representing wow no no metal gear representing my top 10 list and it's funny that you say that (laughs) because we would then move on to the gamecube era like i Uh said i didn't own an n64 the next system that we bought was gamecube because it was the more affordable of the two that's right it was so cheap (laughs) my brother and i (laughs) we put our money together you know we only had enough for the gamecube yeah. And one game. We couldn't afford a memory card. So we got Luigi's Mansion. We got the yes. black GameCube. Yeah. And we played Luigi's Mansion and left the GameCube on without uh-huh. so we could finish Luigi's Mansion because that was all that he did. And we played like that for a long time. I didn't get a yep. memory card because at the beginning of the life of the GameCube, those memory cards were hard to find. That was the same story for the PS2. Because when I got my PS2, I couldn't get a memory card. <laughs> Insane. Yeah. Yep. So the next couple games are from the GameCube era, which I would say is is my most treasured um, gaming yeah. era. Mm-hmm. Uh, we already talked about Mortal Kombat, Deadly Alliance from that era. Um, and since you brought up Metal Gear, I'll bring it up here. The remake of the original Metal Gear Solid was done by Silicon Knights, mm-hmm. and they did it on the GameCube, which is a shame because now you can't find that game anywhere except for. I still have still have my coffee. But it's a it's a remake Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes, and this is on your list. This, this is, is on my list. This okay. is the next game on my list. Metal Gear Solid nice. Twin Snakes, a remake of the original Metal Gear Solid that was originally on PlayStation One. Um. Which I did play. Like, I did play the PS1 version of Metal Gear Solid 1. Yeah, I still I just, have my copy of that, too. I just... The remake was solidified. It was awesome. It, it was... They animated the heck out of it. Is what yeah, that did. remake is awesome. And yeah. I think it's my favorite story out of all the Metal Gear games, which is, like, why... Because they all deserve... Like, I think they're all amazing. You could... If you, yeah. If you put any single one of them on, on there, I would think... Heck yeah, they deserve it. Um, yeah. But my favorite story is Twin Snakes, and and maybe that's because of the original PlayStation One. Like maybe it burned, it burned into my brain there, mm-hmm. and then the update of it was like, whoa! Now we're yeah. in HD. Like this is cool. Or actually, it yeah. wasn't even HD. It would have been 480p. It would have been like a uh, yeah. It was like it looked HD. Just I know what you mean. Yeah. They had a yeah. first person in there. Um, right. Because this was post-MGS2. It was after MGS2, that's correct. Um, yep. And 
and like and they would later make collections where you could play like MGS2 and Snake Eater, which is Metal Gear Solid 3. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a shame because they... Twin Snakes, nobody... Pour one out for Twin Snakes because it doesn't get included in anything. Yeah, yeah. pour one out. Probably never yeah. see the light of day on anything ever again. And it's weird because the Metal Gear franchise, they just did the Metal Gear collection because there's like a couple... Yeah, they just re-released the collection basically of one, two, and three. But yeah. like, I'm pretty sure PS, I'm pretty sure Metal Gear Solid Four only lives on the PS3. Like, it, you can't. It play does it only live. That's correct. Yeah. So that Konami kind of sucks, but they're those games they are do. like locked to weird systems. Yep. But anyway, anyways, um, if we did like a franchise greatest of all, a greatest of all time franchise list, I think Metal Gear would be on there for me. Like, I mm. think those games are the best combination of, like, interesting gameplay, cool boss fights, uh, philosophy mm-hmm. that makes you think, whoa, am I playing a video game here? Um, like, they just, <laughs> they really are, like, media that that are, that should be uh, praised. I don't, I don't know, I don't really know. They're, they're yeah, really, they're very unique. Yeah, yeah. They're very unique. For sure. Yeah. And, just and, like Death Stranding. Yeah, I was just going to say, and my man managed to do it again with Death Stranding, which is like the most absurd game I've ever played in my life. Yeah. And uh, it all started with Metal Gear. It all started with... I, I It didn't start with Metal Gear Solid, but it kind of started with Metal Gear Solid. Uh, yeah, it kind of started with Metal Gear Solid, yeah. Because there was Metal Gear games... Before Metal Gear Solid. Mm-hmm. But, uh... Which I never knew what they were until Solid. Yeah. Solid is, uh... Twin Snakes. It's, it's, it's a good a... game. I would like to replay that one. I, could, I, I still have my GameCube. I could bust it out. Um... Maybe someday. I feel like... So... When... Before I played 5, which would have been, like, 2018... I did a replay of the whole... I went all the way through. I didn't play Twin Snakes again because I didn't have a GameCube, but I played 2, 3, 4, and then I played 5. And mm-hmm. I feel like that top-down... Like, it's it's an archaic kind of control scheme for the game. Yeah, it is, yeah. But since it's like... Fixed cameras, kind of. But it Sometimes. Almo- it almost is like evergreen because it's so... Like they didn't they didn't make any other games like that, you know what I mean? Yeah, cuz even the old Resident Evils don't really work that way. No. Even though they're like kind of similar they're in like terms of They're like weird tank controls and slow yeah. and and like yeah, they're not the yeah. same thing. But like and, looking at screenshots, you would be like they're kind of similar, but when they, you actually play them, they're not at all. Yeah. Yeah, so if you would play like I feel like I played them on a Xbox 360 collection. Is what I played two and three on. Yeah, they did release that at one point. Yeah, and uh, it has like the first person modes and everything. Like, so you can like aim and shoot. Well, they introduced that in two. Okay. So, um, and Twin Snakes came after. That's why they had it. Yeah, and then like uh, once you once you have that, it's like, well, you know, this is all you need to put the dart in the guy's head. Right. Then then you can use the overhead. Also introduced in two. <laughs> then you can use the overhead angle to drag his body into the locker and then you're golden, you know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. And so uh, those games are timeless. And absolutely, Twin Snakes is my uh, my favorite one. Um, so how appropriate that we're talking about Metal number Gear. Number seven is Metal Gear Solid 2 for you. Because my number seven is Metal Gear Solid 2. And actually, I'm going to be even a little bit more specific. It's Metal Gear Solid 2 Substance. <laughs> uh, which is the, like, second release of the game where they added a bunch of dumb bullshit in. And all the VR missions. So you played the VR missions. That's why Oh, my God. I played all... All of the VR missions. I don't think I finished maybe like five of them or something. I did all of them. And all on so PS2. Metal, all on PS2. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 2 in general was such a big deal for me. It was the first game I had on my PS2. No, I'm, I'm lying. It's the first game that I rented constantly on my PS2 until I got Substance. I rented it a bunch. Um, I played through that game so much without a memory card. <laughs> um, so I played the opening of Metal Gear Solid 2, I don't know how many times. The ship level? The ship level and then into the early parts of um, Big Shell. I probably would get to Fat Man. Yeah. Like, and then have to return it or something or whatever. So, like, I played those early parts a lot, and um, 2 just, you know, improved on the formula. It's, like, a very similar thing, but now it adds in first-person stuff, and it looked amazing, and the story was cool, and even the ride-in thing was, like, I didn't give a shit. You know, like, I, that had, <laughs> I did not care. I, I was like, oh, I'm not playing a snake. That kind of sucks, but whatever. This is still Metal Gear. It's the same thing. And and then he shows up anyway, so he's still in the game. And, like, just such a fucking awesome game. Like, so, so cool. I remember back then thinking, wow, this game's too short. I do remember having that feeling a lot. But I just played it again. You know, I just yeah. played it more. And when Substance came out, you know, I loved that gameplay so much, I was just all in for VR because I had played VR missions for the first game. Yeah. VR missions was a separate release on PS one. And I thought that was really cool, but I didn't own that and I didn't get to play it that much. Um, but when they included it in substance, like that was so sick. And there were some really, really cool things in that. Like I'm way on board for games kind of just leaning into the gameplay and just making like infinite trials based on the gameplay. Yeah. Like that's that's something you don't see. <laughs> like that's that's like not a thing that happens much. Even back then that's not a thing that happens much. And it like fit so well into the universe. Well they of yeah, Metal they Gear. Dis- they discussed the VR missions like even yeah, way it's back like in Metal Gear Solid One, like it's a big part of like how they characterize Raiden's character in Metal Gear Solid Two. They make a big deal about even talking about how he did like, so many VR missions yeah. that it affected who he became as a person. And yeah, like it's how they stuff. trained them as yeah. a, as kids and stuff. Like, yeah, it's 
It's so it has to do with so all the awesome. like rising technology in the franchise yep. with what they're you know, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, Metal Gear Solid Two, baseline incredible. Then here's more really cool shit, and you could skateboard. So it. if you di- <laughs> if you didn't have the VR missions, do you think it'd still be on your list? Two would still probably be on the list. Um, I think two is my least favorite one. That's so that's so crazy because like two it's, introduced all this different stuff. Like it introduced being able to put people to sleep. And it's a ten out of ten game and, for me. So yeah. so the so we're not we're not talking we're not it's, talking like it's uh like it's a bad one. No, I know what you mean, but like four, four is without a doubt the worst one to me for sure. And I've only played that game once, and I still feel like I can oh, definitively man. say that. I want to play it again, but it's just a pain in the ass to play. I play like, like four times. That's I got to dig out like my it. PS3 and it's a lot. Of, four is a lot of cutscenes, and so it's, if you're, it, anno- and if you're annoyed by the. Right. Uh, but I feel like the story in four it's is awesome. so dang good. Yeah, it's it's awesome. It, four is still awesome. It's the same like the way argument. It ties of like, them all together. Great game. Just yeah, yeah. Great game. Just like not the most fun for me. So. And two again is very specific to like this time in my life of like i just got a ps2 don't have yeah. a memory card yeah love metal gear this is a new metal gear i'm just gonna play the shit out of it mm-hmm. so yeah do you think there's any chance that the, the remake of three is good oh my god i hope i don't know <laughs> i don't really know what to expect but i hope i hope it is i'm gonna play it anyway yeah so yeah, yeah. i gotta play it too I ha- I have to. The, it can't yeah. be that hard to copy everything. You would think. You would think. Like the yeah. gameplay of them isn't what made them. I mean, it's like it's like passable. Mm-hmm. Like it's the ideas that go into the gameplay that make it fun, not the actual way the game controls. Right. So yeah. I feel like that the way the game controls. Unless they like totally botch it, they can like mm-hmm. make that passable, and then they just bring the ideas over. It should be fine, right? Hmm. I think so. Let's hope. Yeah, let's hope. So for me, still in the GameCube era. Um, actually, we got a re-release of this game this year, so it was on our okay. game of the year list. Yeah. But uh, Resident Evil Four. Um, mm-hmm. landmark game in my life. First game in I video played. Games. First game I played that had cool. Uh, uh, what do you call it when they they play the cutscenes? You got to interact with the cutscenes. Uh, <laughs> quick time. Quick time events. I love the yeah. quick time events. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I, I feel like we don't need to spend a whole lot of time Resident Evil Four. You go back and and listen to uh, talked about it a lot in the last like four episodes, kind yeah, of yeah. last four episodes. Um, but I, I played it so many times. I I rebought it on every system, pretty much that I've owned. Um, yeah. So it, it's been with me through my life, and now I have it in 4K, and I think I'm gonna at some point sit down and play them extra chapters where you can be Ada on still. the new one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I can remember. I can remember like one of the 
big gaming moments that sticks out to me, like is going into that village for the first time. Yeah. And having them villagers come after you. And then the guy comes after you with the burlap sack on his head with a chainsaw and you're mm-hmm. scrambling around and you're kicking the ladders down and they're screaming at you in Spanish. And like that's burned into my. Totally. Like what a thing to, to be part of my personality, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's, it's in there. No, I agree. I it's mean, four, four was on my cut list. Like it was, it was a possibility. You knew sure. we would represent it anyway, so you felt okay. Yeah. 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 So. That's I can remember playing four at your house. Like I can remember, I remember we were on the level that is like you drop down into the dungeon where they're like melt smelting and there's like lava from them making stuff and. Oh, you get okay. The, you have the shotgun, and you're like fighting like three chainsaw guys at that point. I can remember sitting in your room and playing that, and be like, "Dang, this game!" <laughs> so awesome. Yeah, that was like very close to when we became friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on your on your purple GameCube. I you have a black one. Oh, yeah, black one too. I have a black one. Yeah, yeah. So good times. Good times. Um, I am, I'm going to step back to an old game now. All right. Uh, the legend of Zelda Ocarina of time. Nice. Sadly, sadly, I'm so sad to say this is still a blind spot in my, uh, that's crazy. I think they hold up. I I think this and Majora's hold up really well, actually. They re-released them on the switch and I was like, all right, I'm going to dive into them. And then there was like all this hullabaloo about. They're not good emulator emulated versions of That's them. That's right. I forgot about that. And so, like, I didn't do it, and then I just they're like, probably never, fine. I, I, I mean, never got around to it. I didn't own an N sixty four, and to this day, like, they redid one of them on a DS or a three DS. They did both of them. They did both of them on three DS. I, I replayed own, those versions. <laughs> didn't own that either. So yeah, they're really good. Um, it wasn't actually until like 2019, 2018, 2019, probably 2019 that I even I played Wind Waker and uh, Twilight Princess. It's oh, like wow, Ze- you skipped Wind Waker even. Zelda's like a you... new thing for me, kind of. Yeah. Well, Ocarina of Time was my first one. I was not aware of it because I didn't have a Super Nintendo. And... And you didn't play Oracle Seasons and Oracle no, of Ages. I played I played Link's Awakening on my Game Boy after having played Ocarina. But you haven't um, played Link's Awakening on the Switch yet. I didn't. No, because yeah, I didn't. So maybe someday still. But um, I bet you and, w- would be. It's it's a cute game. Yeah, I'm sure. I um though I haven't really loved the classic Zelda actually. Like, like going back to the classic the 2D, formula. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like uh I didn't I didn't have the original on NES. I wasn't aware of it literally at all. And until Ocarina. There's so some the- tedious things, but I'll say having a guide to like in the old days I had to play where- all of Link's Awakening with a guide. The whole thing. Which you, and you played it when? On Game Boy. Um many years 
so many years ago. Yeah, I feel like having such easy access to the internet now is like as soon as you can stuck, you can just be like, what do I, what do, I yeah. do? It's like it makes it so much easier to see the game. You don't have to deal with any of that frustration. Of, yeah, of course. Um, I'd say the worst thing about the Switch version of that is it doesn't run great all the time. Yeah, that sucks. Um, But go ahead. Sorry to cut you off. With Ocarina of Time, I had no idea what to do most of the time in that game. So, like, I didn't see that game to completion until who knows how long after I actually played it for the first time. Probably a year <laughs> or something, because I... I remember thinking at the time, this game is too open. I have no idea where I'm supposed to go. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> like, I, I remember renting that game and being like, this is really awesome. I just don't know what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. And, like, I was eight years old. <laughs> so it was kind of a lot to take in, I feel like, at that age. So I definitely needed guides, and I bought the guides for that and Majora's. And this was like a very unique experience that I will attribute to those two Zelda games forever in that like they were awesome guides. Like yeah. they were they were like amazing pieces of art. Mm -hmm. Like they were really nice. Mm -hmm. uh, they had big blown up uh character art that like I adored. Yeah. And I would sit there and draw all the time. I drew Zelda stuff all the time because I had like those guides that I could just like look at them and reference them all the time. So Ocarina and Majora's was like, I love those games, but it's this other like separate experience of I loved the guides for those games and like loved having that resource and knowing them in and out and being able to do everything. And like, I replayed them multiple times. Like it was like, it was like, now I know how to do it. I want to do it myself. Or like, can I redo it or yeah. remember where to go and do all that stuff? And it's like the weird just, thing of just awesome. Everybody that I knew that owned an N64 owned that game. Uh -huh. And so I saw like so much of it, but yeah. also it's not the game that you put in when you go to a friend's house and play really. Right. So, yeah, I played it with Ty. Me and Tyler played those a lot together. So, like, I didn't see, like, big sections of it at a time. I would just see, mm -hmm. like, snapshots. So, like, I know I have all this memory of the game. It's just none of it is, like, the game. Do you know what I mean yeah. by that? Yeah, no, I do. Um, totally. And And, you know, I think an interesting thing about that is that was my first exposure to Ocarina. I saw it at Ty's house. I didn't I had never like he had an N64 before I did. Yeah. So I I like remember like seeing a bunch of games and then like I got one and then that came out and he got that first and I saw it there and I was like this is so interesting. Like I don't yeah. I don't know what to make of this. It's so like different looking. Like I don't really know what any of this is that I'm looking at. And I think a lot of really cool things in Ocarina and Majora's, but Ocarina is what we're talking about. Like there's some really cool set pieces in that, in that game. Like, yeah. like you just like look at a screenshot and you're like, what is that? Like there, yeah. like what is this like dark grim 
church in the background or temple or whatever and then there's like all these like zombies walking around but then you're like this dude in a green suit <laughs> like juxtaposed against this super dark grim background like what is that like some of the like how that game specifically does like still images as background in some parts like it's not just the 3d world yeah like it's just really neat and like obviously the music on top of everything like how music is so it's the whole thing playing the ocarina is like the whole thing in that game so like the music is all so cool like i still think about pretty much any time anytime ocarina comes up i think about the forest temple yeah and how like mysterious it sounds and also it's the first time it's the first temple you do as the adult so, like, the whole going from child to adult thing is, like, a whole thing, too. Like, crazy experience, and the world totally changes, and it's just, it's amazing. A game is so amazing. Like, jumping back and forth between time, awesome. Just so awesome. It's just, it's, it, make, it hurts me a little to not have the... Uh... I think you should play them <laughs> someday, for sure who cares where you play it i'm sure you would get the experience yeah 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 i will i'll get there yeah but moving on uh still in the gamecube era for me like uh-huh. i said play a lot of games with my brother play with friends one of those games we played endlessly super smash bros melee Easily considered one of the greatest fighting games of all time. Still has a insanely popular yeah. competitive scene to this day mm-hmm. because of the responsiveness of the controls and the mechanics that they put into the game that allow for it to be a unique um, experience in terms of like movement and, and combat and all these things. And, and, you know, we weren't aware of all that when we were playing it. We just like to, yeah. you know, engage with it in all the different ways you can engage with it. You know, four players, two players, two versus two. Um, all all the like challenge mode stuff. We did all yep. that. Yeah. And uh, unlocking all the fighters was like a fun thing to do. And um, you know, we had played a lot of the N sixty four version of Smash. Yep. In general, so we were just hyped for the the, the GameCube one to come out, mm-hmm. and like for it to come out and deliver in the way it did, it just was Chef's kiss. Yeah, yeah Melee was an awesome time. Yeah, and um, they kind of like didn't really hit those highs again. I think Ultimate does in some ways because they just put everything into that game. Yeah, uh, but Melee like. Melee, like, did it in a way that was better. I don't know. It did it in a I way that I think it was, was because the the jump from N64 to GameCube, I think, was just such a... Yeah. It's such a leap. Yeah. Yeah. And you just had this fully realized... Like, they, like it was probably like a... Smash Bros. was like an experiment when it yes. was on the N64. Yes, and definitely. then, like, they, they, like, we know this thing works. We're going to make it into something, like legit and you know yeah. we played a lot of brawl on the wii too it's not like we I skipped barely that played one. brawl <laughs> but um 
yeah, just melee just had an impact. And and I remember, you know, I wish I could like tally hours of game of time of that I games. spent on all these yeah. games because like yep. I know this one has millions. Like we we played the heck out of it, and um, my time with that game has like allowed me to play the newer games if that makes any sense like mm-hmm. i still am decent at playing like the newer games because they have they brought the same characters back with the same movesets generally right and um so that's been fun and it's just it was a big part of our lives and the gamekeep was sick them little discs yeah <laughs> it uh, was sick i loved them actually but you know, like the GameCube allowed for, it had four controller ports. Did the N sixty four had that too? Kind of. Yeah, it, it did. Yeah. And so that that was just a big thing for, like we would we bought the Mad Cats controllers, which were like five dollars a piece. <laughs> yeah. And like we just played and and played and played and played, and we would bust controllers and we bought more and played and played and played. Yeah. Like I had a neighborhood squad. There was like three or four of the neighborhood kids, plus me, and my brother. My littlest brother was at that time, like by the time we got our GameCube, he could like pick up a controller too and like we could beat him up. <laughs> uh, and like the roster was was legit and, and they had uh all the all the new levels and and uh yeah, Smash Bros. Melee was Big was Deal. Good. Big deal. Big deal. Did you did you happen to have a resurgence of it in college at all? No. Yeah, we did. It it was a thing that we would play sometimes. I played like so I didn't I didn't bring my game like my GameCube once I left it was gone. Yeah. Um and so like we got a Wii when it came out. And yeah. I remember playing I remember playing in college with my college girlfriend and I played my brother and his college girlfriend. Like we played like that. Like me and my brother were still playing, but that would have been brawl. It wasn't melee. Gotcha. And I use snake a lot actually <laughs> to tie things back into this episode. Yeah. And yeah, brawl, we um brawl had some cool things. They had like the race levels and stuff like that. I uh, I literally I think I played brawl like one time, brawl, and I'm pretty sure it was at your house. Brawl, they like slowed things down a little. Mm. but like in terms of like casuals like which is what we are or were for smash yeah um yeah i mean it 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 worked fine i I don't i never had the bad i never had the bad impression that i think a lot of people have of brawl am i wrong about that i don't know i like i said i have i have zero experience with brawl like it i didn't have a wii so I just didn't worry about it, and it was always college, awkward playing on the Wii Mote. Like it was mm-hmm. a, not a great yeah. controller for right um, fighting games for that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like we would plug we would plug the GameCube controllers that we had left over in. I think those worked in the Wii. I think they did too. Yeah, it had a slot you could open to do that. Yep. So, but we only had so many of them left. Like by the time we had the Wii, so. But you had yeah. broken all of them. We had broken all of them. All those Mad Cats controllers. I, sm- I smashed more than one controller in my life. I'll be honest and say that I did that. Oh, totally. 
but yeah, it just it just didn't. I don't know if I was like older when that came out, and Smash Bros. Just, Melee just hit me right in the sweet spot of like, yeah, we're we're gaming. But uh, I played I played most of Melee. Um, to this day, I don't play enough Smash. If that if that uh, <laughs> makes any sense, I played a lot of Melee by myself. Um, I had just become friends with some of the some of the guys that some of my oldest friends like Dustin and Larry around that time, and so we would play then, but not that much. That wasn't like much of a a thing that we turned to. It had a resurgence for me personally with Josh and Alex, former two v one crew, when we lived together in college. Like that was we lived there. Somebody brought their GameCube. I don't remember if it was mine or what, but like. It was like, oh, we can just play melee. <laughs> like, yeah, it's well, that's what that's what we should be four, doing. Four guys in a room. There's pro- yeah. there's not that many better experiences. Mario yeah. Kart, Halo, Goldeneye, yeah. Mario Party. Like, we could probably name them all. Yeah, it's in it's in the list of of those. Yep, Rock Band. I missed Rock Band, unfortunately. I, the only Rock Band I got to play was with you, at your house. Really, that was it. Um, I mean a little bit more with like Cody and some other people, but yeah, that was, like, I mean, that was my first experience with it was with Cody. Yeah. Yeah. But like, it wasn't like a common enough thing to yeah. get to do it much. Um, almost was on my list actually for like how important it became to me now. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't. Um, anyway, we should probably keep moving. Good. We're, we're getting long here. I think a little bit. Um, my number five. Now we're getting serious, right? Oh, we're Top so five serious. Is Mass Effect. Nice. And it's specifically Mass Effect 1. Definitely not the best one, but my most cherished? Yeah, I think so. Even though I could say the same thing for the other two for different reasons. One was like, Again, it was one of those like mind-blowing things it, where this is basically the list of games that blew my mind is is how I would say this because I've said that so much. Um, I had played Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2, which was the Star Wars games that BioWare did that basically created the formula of Mass Effect. And... Mass Effect was just so exciting because it was new. It was. It wasn't it wasn't an established property. It, it was, was like the this, first game I played in HD. It was also the first game I played in HD. I remember I remember like getting a TV. Yep, me too. That was like it was like it a, could do 1080 or 720 a, or whatever. Yeah, it was it, would, they, it could do 720. I got yeah. I got my first flat screen TV. Yep. That was the size of a standard computer monitor yep. now that I'm yep. I, that I have two of in front of me right now. Yep. Um that was the first time I could play something in HD and like and I used the component cables, and like that was just like so wild visually, mm-hmm. first of all, just visually. And then it's just this totally new Immersive science fiction universe. Science fiction, yeah, 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 yeah. And like so mysterious, so, so cool with like, 
oh, there's humans that are just incorporated into a galactic civilization that has politics and different has history like you're it's not like you just met aliens for the first time you're jumping into this established situation it's like just dropping you in kind of like star trek or something and i played the first mass effect multiple times mm-hmm. to completion and loved having to make those decisions and i played through renegade i played through paragon like the gameplay was amazing like third person shooter on top of being like an RPG and having those character interactions, like face to face dialogue that Bioware like it's, kind it's of still like a touchstone like, game to this to this to this day. People are like, it's it's uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, just like Mass Effect. Like they yeah, it's, still it's, like it's, the comparison point for yeah for it's a Mass Effect game. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, like it's funny because Knights of the Old Republic and probably even earlier PC RPG games like did this already, but it was just for like Mass Effect really hit harder for me, and I was just so into it. And we then like it, right at the right age, we we're like turning adults. Yeah, we were like a little was, older. Yeah, like we can understand you know, like, some of the kind of understand themes, things. Yeah. Yeah, like totally get. I wrote a paper about Mass Effect in mm-hmm. in high school, like mm-hmm. in an English class. I remember being like totally. I read the books. I read a couple of the books in high school. Um, so yeah, Mass Effect was really important, and two and three are amazing games and have totally different strengths. And like the fact that they established this trilogy and they knew that it was going to be like this big thing from the jump was like the fact they pulled it off pretty much, you know, as well as they could in hindsight, like people were pissed, but whatever. Um, what it like went on to culminate at, into or whatever, like just so cool. Just awesome. Um, yeah, it's a so. big game. It's a big game for me too. I had Mass Effect 2, like on, it got cut from my list, but it was up there for me. Just because it was like better than the first one, I remember. Two's better gameplay has more interesting story stuff, yeah. and then three is the best gameplay. You know, talked about it a trillion times. Like the multiplayer was unbelievably awesome. <laughs> so uh, we're moving away from the three from the GameCube for me. Uh-huh. I did want to mention a couple games that were were close to being on there. Um, Metroid Prime. Uh huh. So is that on your list? Absolutely. Okay. So we'll talk about it in a little bit. SSX Tricky. <laughs> nice. Which was like, you know, we talked about Tony Hawk a little bit, but for whatever reason, this dumb snowboarding game, the SSX series in general, I played a lot, but Tricky was the one that I like kept coming back to. I don't know. I feel like I bought and returned that game to GameStop probably 17 times. <laughs> um, it was just fun. Yeah, uh, Time Splitters Two was one we played a ton of multiplayer with. It was like GoldenEye, but yeah, but mo- more modern. Like we could just play all the modes and all the things. And having brothers and sisters and neighbors, like we just, it was a game that we endlessly returned to. Yeah. Um, and then moving away from the GameCube era into like PS2 was kind of around at the same time, but it lasted longer because the graphics were better. I would say. Uh yeah. Well, one of the yeah I don't PS2's like user base was just ridiculous. Bigger. Yeah. One of the 
games that I wanted to mention that didn't make my top ten list was the original God of War. Yeah, um, that was a crazy. I'm that was a crazy game. I remember being totally blown away by that. We were like right in the angsty age of yeah. Rage Kratos, uh, mm-hmm. like killing everybody. And I remember I went to GameStop to buy it when it came out, and the GameStop worker like went to I wasn't 17 obviously it's an M rated game and the GameStop yeah. worker was like to my mom was like do you know about this game and she was like what and he's like well you can sleep with people and there's <laughs> naked people in it and it's really bloody and then my mom wouldn't let me get the game and I was nice. so mad and I came to your house uh-huh. literally on the day that this happened and I was like despondent I was like <laughs> we should be playing this game right now and yeah I think you ended up getting it eventually. I did end up getting it, yeah. And then I like must have whined for weeks and weeks because eventually my mom did cave in. I was like, I think I told her I'd turn the nudity off or something, <laughs> and she she let me get it. But uh, just that's good. Just uh, it, it it was like one. It was like we were like the perfect age, like for totally like for that that game and and. They were doing things with. I remember the Game Informer magazine that had the cover of it on it, like which is why I looked forward to it for so long. To where it was like, oh, you're gonna be ripping Medusa's head off and using her head as the. And mm-hmm. It was like, oh yeah, yeah. Um, but but like not only that, like you know, we're, we were of age that the Greek stuff was interesting enough yeah. that like yes. the whole story behind it was like kind of cool too, and so. I don't think time has been kind to that game specifically. Yeah, probably for a couple of reasons. But they've yeah. obviously done work to modernize the franchise, and yeah, you know we've talked plenty about it on here. But I just wanted to mention that game. Um, but the actual game, next game on my list, PS2 era, and I kind of lumped this in with all the games in this franchise because they kind of go hand in hand but guitar hero yeah um one of the most important games ever i still have all my guitar hero games and i am i made sure that my system is hooked up so that i can play those guitar hero games whenever i want and um you know i I, i've uh, i owned all of them we had guitar hero 80s i had yeah guitar hero metallica i had the beatles rock band like they're all kind of in the same same little hemisphere, I guess, for me. I, I guess if yeah. you wanted to be specific, you could differentiate Rock Band from Guitar Hero, but um, those dumb plastic controllers, I wasted mm-hmm. so much time learning. That became now valuable. In, learning in to play later. a fake plastic instrument. Yeah. Um, and, and like, but that, that, that itch that it scratches is, is still, like, it's still fun to pick that it's controller up. It's still fun, up. yeah. Yep. And last time you remember, we did. We did, yeah. <laughs> and like, yep. it's just hilarious that I don't think, I don't think kids now will have that. No, the uh, the logistics of those plastic instruments. It's amazing it happened on the scale that it happened. It's amazing, yeah. And I remember like. I got it for my like brothers and sisters for Christmas, and then I was the one that ended up playing it all the yeah. time. I was like, you think this would be really cool? Yeah. 
and they just kind of innovated and innovated and innovated and made the controller better and got better set lists and stopped using covers and started using actual bands and like yeah it's funny to think about guitar hero one and two were like mostly covers they weren't the real songs yeah yeah yep and uh you know i'll, I'll keep it brief because everyone's probably played guitar hero but oh totally important totally Amazing. important yeah yeah and, and like it, while we're on rhythm games i i had a, a nice fondness for ddr too i just didn't play <laughs> enough of it in my childhood to include it on my greatest of all time list like i sweated over the guitar hero I, games i had i had ddr i can't believe i never broke my leg on one of those mats slipping on my carpet you know like so dangerous but uh <laughs> Yeah, if I, I, have, I tried like, DDR for a little so bit. So much money to burn one day. I'm gonna get like a super sick DDR machine for my <laughs> basement. That would be really like funny a two thousand dollar like one with oh, the bar. It's got to be so much more than that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just it's, mean a big fancy nice one that you'd see it like Dave and Buster's. Like no, I know that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's yeah, probably yeah. really expensive yeah. if you wanted to. Um, yeah, Guitar Hero and Rock Band, great era. That was that was a, I'm very nostalgic for that, for sure. Um, and Rock Band, how many years later, taught me how to play drums. Yeah, which, which is pretty is, cool. Which is so awesome. So I've actually been playing Rocksmith again with my guitar because yeah, I played a little bit of that in college and like it didn't really work with me. Are you feeling like it's it's uh are you doing all right with it? Well, I played it before. I only just started doing it again because I can, like, move my way around guitar to play, like, metal stuff, but actually, like, understanding learning, learning guitar. Learning chords and stuff like that. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't know shit about actual playing guitar. So I started using it again to, like, get back into that. And it's a very neat thing. And, and it's kind of relevant, actually, because I think Rocksmith Plus just recently came out or was within the last, like, year or so. So they're still trying to do it and support it. Um, the reason I started playing Rocksmith again is because they delisted Rocksmith, the original one. You can only get Rocksmith Plus now, and it's a subscription service. <laughs> so I was, as I saw people talking about it on Reddit, and I was like, I should play more Rocksmith, and I'm glad I have it because you can't buy it anymore. You ha- what um, do you have it on? On Steam. Uh, okay. Yeah, and I still have the cable because I used to have it on 360. So the 360 version yeah, it's just came USB with it. It's a USB to Big like guitar specific jack. like quarter inch yeah jack yeah yeah and um so like I still happen to have that and it still works and so it's neat. I'm I don't know that it'll. I've I've seen that people have had success with it and it works very interestingly. Um. Maybe we'll talk about it more on another episode later. But. So, real quick, while we're on the subject of Guitar Hero, you say uh, I taught you how to drum. Yeah, well, you were rock you're band using. Band. What are you using to learn to drum? Rock, Rock Hero. What? What is? It's what is Clone Hero. It's Clone, Clone Hero, Hero, which is the PC version of. Technically, it's meant for people to play custom Guitar Hero stuff, um, but. Uh, people figured Modded out drums. how to yeah people figured out how to get the rock band drum stuff in it and also how to rip all the rock band 
like files <laughs> so that I just have like a library of a bunch of rock band music and I just plugged my electronic drums into my PC and played it that way and spent most of COVID doing that and, so, and inadvertently learned how to play drums. So theoretically speaking, if I wanted guitar tracks, I could go to Clone Hero, like you said, and uh, yeah. play all kind of guitar stuff on mm-hmm. there. And you have, you have the Explorer, which will work on PC. Like You don't have to do anything. You can plug that white guitar into your PC and it, it should work like yeah, nice. right away. Yeah. That's a coveted item. I have two of them. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, I have the Gibson too, but it don't work right. Right. And I don't think you can connect that to PC either. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Moving on. Yeah, do it. Um, so now number four, we're in the PS2 Xbox GameCube era still a very important game. Halo two. Oh buddy. Not Halo Halo three. Fuck all you Halo three lovers. It's, it's Halo two. Two is the game. Halo two got cut from my list. Shamedly. Yeah. But I listened to the soundtrack all day today and was ready to to just rearrange my whole list. (laughs) That's funny. I mean, I, I recently, two is yeah. Go ahead. I recently, I remember the midnight release for two. Yeah, and we played the heck out of multiplayer on two. We played the heck out of it. Yeah, I and, I would love to see what my playtime in that game. Yeah, is. yeah, and I remember yeah. specifically um, when Halo Infinite was coming out. I play. I replayed the entire Halo franchise on oh, yeah, Chief right. Chronicles. Yeah. And man, them games are timeless, bro. Yeah, I mean, like, the They're reason so it's good. on my list, the reason it's on my list is multiplayer, hands down. Like, that's why. But those campaigns were just awesome to play through, too. I mean, it, it was. The whole package. It was still so sweet. Music, the, the flood, the multiplayer, the campaign, yeah. the story, the books that went with it. Like dang, bro! That was a t- I did read was, all. I did read those books back then. That yeah. was a time. That was a time in our lives. I mean, Halo Two is peak. All, all, one of the peak multiplayer experiences for yeah. me ever. Yeah. I mean, we like. I had dedicated friends to play it with all the time, and we had a ton of people in our school that played that game. Yeah. <laughs> that like played online together a lot you know like there was a crew of that could feel basically big team battle numbers of like custom games and that's so crazy to think about like that's that's insane man we're kids yeah and like and that carried on through some other some other multiplayer games but it was just like halo 2 was like let's get on the it was the one Let's get on the horn and send some invitations out and get some big team battle going, just like the old days. <laughs> I wanted that instead, to happen. Instead of with, going to our ten year or twenty year, whatever the heck reunion we're coming to, yeah, just start Halo Two. Let's just let's just start Master like Chief a collection. Discord. Let's start a Discord channel and just start getting people in the channel and being like, to, yo, tonight, Saturday night, February the twenty fifth, <laughs> Halo. Halo night. Let's do it. <laughs> I mean, Bring we tried. Drinks. When Infinite came out, I was really hoping that would happen. Yeah. Um, 
I did play it with a couple of those people like that I don't really know personally, but did go to school with us. Like, yeah. and and I know tangentially through other people. Like that did happen very briefly with Infinite and Master Chief Collection. Like that crew was still like it was a thing, but you just could never capture two again for me. Yeah, like that, that was that was it. I barely played three, played a lot of Reach, um, and four. But two was just two was peak Halo, without a doubt. Played a bunch of it locally. You know, played a lot of Halo locally too. Yeah. But just Xbox Live, like it's funny, Halo Two came out the same year as Half Life Two. Yeah. So like I was getting my feet wet with like PC stuff and playing Counter Strike and and whatnot, but also xbox live was like taking off kicking off for the first time and and halo 2 was just it was the right moment it was like right when i first got broadband internet up until that point i didn't have it so it was like perfect timing i remember my dad ran an ethernet cable through for the walls into my bedroom yeah like it was like he like Thanks, of dad. all people of all people that was something that my dad did for like because doesn't understand video games and hates that I played them as much as I did and he and he did that so I could play Halo two in my room all he the did time. Lo- he did love me yeah he did yeah he doesn't anymore <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah that's awesome Halo 2. I got I got another three sixty game while we're on the t- subject. Sorry, we're breezing through this. I'm trying to get into bed. Yeah. But uh, Bioshock. Oh, okay. Um, mind-blowing experience yeah. is what I would say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was. Uh, it, Bi- the first Bioshock was awesome. I think it's timeless. I've recommended it. It's one of the games, like, if... Like, I work with a lot of guys who don't play anything other than Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. And if I can talk them into playing something outside of Call of Duty, it's always I'm I'm always Bioshock is one of the first things I like say, hey, try this. Interesting. Um it's short. I think the the plane crashes and you swim into Rapture is like one of the best intros into games. Like you're mm-hmm. like hooked kinda from the get go. Yeah. I think it offers um, like not only does it offer a really cool setting to explore, but it's like kind of creepy with what's going on with the splicers and, um, like the history of that world, like what, what happened here. Yeah. Uh, it get it's intelligent philosophy that's based on books that you can read by Ayn Rand, where mm-hmm. they are are talking about an ideology of a society and, and taking that to an extreme that um, it's like, well, what if they lived by this way of life and what would happen to that? And then the twist um, ending is like one of the most impactful things that I think I've experienced in games. I'd put it up there, you know, with anything as like, you know, it's like one of those things where, um, for me, and like Metal Gear did this a lot too, which I really like. It's like you're playing this thing, you're interacting with this thing. How do we make that part of of the experience, part of the story, 
that yeah. the game is trying to tell and they do that in a creative way and it just makes the medium like feel like i i really like that in general with anything like i've talked about the book house of leaves on some episodes mm-hmm. um but it's like a book that presents its story in a specific way that it feels more real as in like you're finding a document that someone left yeah and um i just like the creative approach of how do i use this medium to tell a story that's unique to this medium but also uh like really good and bioshock definitely does that and i think it plays good enough that uh it, it it holds up. I've been meaning to revisit it. I haven't played it in so long. It's been forever. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Bioshock. I don't. I really uh, have much more to say about. It. I, I I think if you have that not played that game and you're a fan of games, like you owe it to yourself. I think it's under 15 hours. You can. Yeah, you can breeze right through that thing and and have one of the most impactful experiences in games. <laughs> So I'm I'm kind of cool. I'm kind of curious because like I've been meaning to play it. It's just been so long that like I've I've wondered how it will hold up for me, and that's sort of why I haven't gone out of my way to play it yet because <laughs> I'm a little afraid that I won't like it again. Um, because I really hated Infinite, and part of me just is afraid that it'll like ruin Bioshock a little bit. Mm-hmm. but I am I am planning it's been on my like Steam backlog forever I've had it on PC forever I just have never got around yeah, to they, when they it. did the remastered I yeah. so that's what I did I pl- I replayed them to play Infinite and mm. I I didn't hate Infinite what did you not like about it did you not like the gameplay like specifically it was like yeah. Infinite was way more of a shooter like you're just kind of yeah. it was kind of boring was no, in terms bo- of yes in terms of the game <laughs> That was my problem is it was, I didn't have fun playing it. But I don't, I don't know that Bioshock is fun either. It's just, it wasn't a, uh, it wasn't Uh, a shooting gallery. Rapture to begin with, just way more interesting. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like that's just, that, that was working against infinite to begin with pretty much. So, but I remember like way more melee and hacking and, less enemies in general sneaking yes. around a lot and in, in Bioshock than infinite was like use the mini guns in your crow hands. And, and here's a thousand dudes to kill. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Corridors of people. Yep. So, um, well, speaking of corridors to kill people, Doom. my num my number three is uh doom two and two specifically sing me, sing me a doom song. Yeah. E1M1. All right. Um fun I I've never seen this confirmed but I'm fairly certain that riff is from a Metallica song uh No Remorse. Cool. Yeah. Um Doom is uh so 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 important to me. I can't believe it's number 3. Yeah, well, uh, I can't wait for two and one because dang. Well, I mean, I think you could probably guess at this point. Um, Do- Doom. I is... can't believe I can't believe one uh, one of them is that high. Go ahead, keep going. 
Doom is timeless. Literally, it is timeless. I just finished Sigil yeah. 2 yeah, it uh, is. not too long ago. Um, I love classic Doom. I think it's still really fun to play. I think I'm it's surprised amazing. You don't, I'm surprised you don't um, engage with the boomer shooter uh, subgenre as much as I would well, think. Well, it's kind of like, like XCOM. Where, where Doom you experience is the, best. the peak of it, and everything is just kind of like, and also, and also, modern Doom is the best. Like Doom Eternal is fucking incredible. Yeah, that is an amazing, amazing Doom. And you know, classic Doom. The fact that it holds up thirty years later, like we just had the thirty-year anniversary of Doom One, not too long ago. I just read John Romero's book and finished Sigil Two. And, like, Doom is just this never-ending source of enjoyment for me. Like, it's amazing that it holds up because it's so simple. (laughs) And, like, I think it's so cool that people still make stuff with Doom. Um, Speaking of House of Leaves, last year... There was that YouTube video going I around saw about that. did you my watch house. the whole thing? Yeah, I did. I did, yeah. and it was really cool. Like that, it made me appreciate House of Leaves more. It made me appreciate House of Leaves, like because I wasn't reading House of Leaves. Yeah, <laughs> like it was like it was like yeah, it is a really cool idea, and like yeah. here's a here's a neat way to do it, and and use like that general idea. Um, so like Doom is just, it's like the story of its creation the technology of how it came or how it exists the john john carmack and john romero were fucking geniuses like it's it's so impressive 30 years later and doom 2 like for me i played a shit ton of doom online long after it was anything like i was playing doom 2 online at the same time as halo (laughs) like like i spent a bunch of time playing multiplayer doom all the way up until i was like 20 some years old (laughs) like it was just this thing that i would go back to because those guns and like the the maps that people made were just so fun to play and just like lay waste to everybody with super shotguns because the super shotgun is specifically doom 2 that's like one of the best sound effects in video games ever is that shooting and reloading that crunchy shotgun it is so it's so intense it is like the most intense sounding gun ever (laughs) and it's just the best doom is just the best all around because it's you know demons and hell and totally metal and violent so violent um yeah, Doom's just the best. And um I'll love it forever. And I can't wait for John Romero is apparently working on Doom 2 stuff now. What do you think's next with the Doom franchise? I don't know. You think they're still doing more? I don't know. I don't know how they can like top Eternal. You know, it's kind of concerning what might come next. I don't I don't know. Yeah, like they do going to do more mechanics, more marauders. I don't know. Like, I, I think they need to let it sit for a while. Um, I mean, the DLC for Eternal was pretty good, too. 
Like, they did Wolfenstein and they did Doom. Can they reboot any other like boomer shooter franchises and then do it that way? I mean, Quake. They tried to re- they tried to bring back Quake with um, Champions, which I don't think exists anymore. Or if it does, I don't know how. I Quake, can't imagine Quake, many people. I always thought it was more of a multiplayer focus, wasn't it? And Quake Champions was only multiplayer, but no, Quake had single player stuff. Um, I only played Quake One actually, like last year, for the first time. I never really played Quake. I think Quake looks like shit. I not I'm not that into Quake, honestly. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what would be next. I'm not worried about it. All I'm worried about is Doom Two maps from John Romero. Yeah, because that's it's that's what I'm that's what timeless. I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Well, you know what else is timeless? What? My number two game. Not my number two game. The next game on my list. Yes. Do you know what it is? I don't. Well, Street Fighter? Street Fighter. Yeah. Street Fighter Five specifically, which if I would have been playing the entire... Um, From I the launch? Lo- like, not launch, but I would say life of Street Fighter. I, I, I wonder where Five would fit in. Yeah. In terms of, like, my love for the franchise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but specifically, Street Fighter V was the game that uh, introduced me to the FGC fighting mm-hmm. game community, got me pay attention to pro fighting games, got me grinding online, and that love for fighting games has pretty much propelled me into my adulthood, into where like it's pretty much, I would say sixty to seventy percent of all that I play now is fighting games, and all that kind of starts and ends with Street Fighter V. Um, yeah, I don't know. We we spent a good bit of 2017 or 2018, I can't remember what year it was, just like testing all these different fighting games. Yeah. Like Nick and I were keeping a tally of who would win matches. In a bunch of different games, yeah. In a bunch of different games. It was mostly me, I'll be honest. <laughs> but uh but it was fun. We were like keeping a running tally of like, you know, the who won the month of May, who won the month yeah. of August, and we had all the games listed and the, all the matches won by each person and and we hit Street Fighter 5 like as in terms of, you know, cuz we we were kind of at the end of the PS4 life and we were buying all these games for like 15 bucks a pop, mm-hmm. like they were they were cheap and not for sale. And uh we got Street Fighter on a sale it was like the beginning of season 2 or 3 or something like that. Yeah. And we started playing that, and we were both like, oh, my God, this game. Yeah. This game is so good. And, man, I, I tell you what, I fell in love. And uh, immediately started watching, like, Evo and and Yeah, I'd never Capcom watched, paid Tour. attention to Evo yeah, and, until and then. And there's a whole new, like, world of fighting games. When, you know, because I had played all my life. Like, you've heard Tekken 3 and Super Smash Bros. and Mortal Kombat. They've all been mentioned here in our, in our greatest of all time list. Um, so it's not like I have not always been playing. Yeah. Um, but as soon as you turn into, like, YouTube and you're, like, watching people that are playing at the highest level and you see, like, what's possible with, like, mm-hmm. the game engines and stuff, it gives you, like, a, a goal to shoot for and, like, uh, stuff to try and ideas to try and experiment with. And then you're you're taking those ideas to experiment with and you're testing them against other people who are trying to execute their, execute their own versions of that. And it's just, like there's a whole layer that I just didn't realize existed, which is like probably the experience that anyone has when they start getting into any competitive, like 
endeavor at all. It was just, you know, just so happens that this is how it went with me and Street Fighter V. And, you know, I played that game through its entire lifespan. I played the last tournament in North America for professional Street Fighter V <laughs> in North America. I was there and um, right before, a week before the release of Street Fighter VI. And uh, I've watched the Pro Tour like literally since then i watch it probably more than sports at this point like which is kind of crazy oh, yeah. <laughs> um and i just i love it like it's yeah it's, it's awesome and and uh fortunately like the game got better even like once we started playing it like it yeah. had a rocky rocky launch and they, they just kept improving it and improving it and improving it and improving yeah we got it. in at a good time and we have like so much episode hours that you can go back and listen to just type i don't know we have a search where you can just type street fighter 5 on our uh <laughs> i don't think it's they, that easy but it would be nice if it was that easy <laughs> but anyways you go, you go back and listen to us talk about street fighter yeah uh pretty much endlessly and yep. um i just credit it as the game that got me into even more into fighting games and totally same uh, yeah I, I it's one of my most played games in the last 10 years without yeah. a doubt yeah 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 yep street fighter is uh five specifically was really good five is really good and like six launched and it's really good and like i think i'm gonna carry that love for the franchise like forward um i'm i'm really thinking like i'll end up liking six maybe even more than five i like mean I, yeah i, I, really, I would hope I would hope, kind of. Yeah, so that's that's really exciting, and uh, yeah, yeah, man. I, I like if if I started sat down to like make my okay greatest games of all time list. Like Street Fighter Five is one of the first ones I'm putting up there. Not to say that it's like at the top of my list, but it's like no doubt. It there was no question. Yeah, that it was going to be here. So. Yeah, it was a consideration for me, but just I couldn't edge anything else out even though i have so much time in it and love it and and all that you know 10's not enough 10's not enough um for a 35 year old man it's it certainly couldn't edge out my number two in quotes which, which is, is much- fortunately another game that we have spent a lot of time talking about this year yes which is metroid prime <laughs> which um, i am gonna play immediately following Mario Wonder, Super Mario Wonder. Yeah, check out that remaster on Switch. It's uh excellent and very much worth playing. And um loved revisiting it. Metroid is a dear series to me after Metroid Prime specifically. That was the first one I ever played. Had no idea, just like Ocarina of Time, I had no idea what Metroid was. I I always liked Samus and Smash Bros. So even in the original in N64, I primarily mained Samus. And um, she still is my main in Smash Bros. for sure. It's interesting to think the eras of Nintendo franchises that people fall in love with the games. Like there's people that probably loved Zelda from the NES, SNES era that played all the way through. There's also people that came on like you, Ocarina, or came on... 
Wind Waker or came mm-hmm. on during Breath of the Wild or Tears of the Kingdom and like and then you think people are Metroid fans because they played Dread? No. There's I definitely don't. did it not sell well? I no, I just I just don't think Metroid Metroidvania is a thing. So it's like I, I know there I know they're Super Metroid fans. I, know. I I've always I've always heard in general that Metroid as a franchise just doesn't sell very well. And um I think it just doesn't it doesn't really have it's not cute. It doesn't fit Nintendo at all. Yeah. Not nothing about Metroid fits Nintendo. And never really did, I don't think. It, like even going all the way back like the original Metroid is grim it's quiet it's dark <laughs> like yeah. you don't know what you're doing um it's it just it just is this weird thing that i think just has somewhat of a cult following and um i've never really met like alex loves metroid as much as i do he's kind of it you know, like, has played all of them multiple times. Alex was big on Metroid when I lived beside his... Uh, He's the reason I finally played Super Metroid in college, because I didn't have a Super Nintendo, so he brought his Super Nintendo, and I played Super Metroid for the first time there. And Super Metroid I almost had on my list, but the only reason I put Prime is because Prime... Prime's amazing, but like Prime is why I like the series. Prime yeah, was my introduction to the series. That's how so. I am. Prime's my introduction. I didn't even play Super Metroid till they got emulators on the Switch. I played some of the Game Boy Advance ones like way later. Yeah, like Fusion and and uh, Zero Did, Mission. Doing my deep dive on like what came out when I didn't realize that fusion and prime came out in the exact same year. Yeah. <laughs> like I, cause I played fusion very quickly after playing prime. Yeah. Um, cause you were like, Oh man, I like, I, and then I played every single one that I could. Yeah. 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 So, um, Metroid prime is, uh, amazing. And we talked about it a lot, but something I want to mention because it's going to matter for my like quote. Number one is the, the reason I think Metroid was so, appeal prime was so appealing to me is that like one it was beautiful couldn't believe how good that game looked on gamecube at the time it was like kind of wild with progressive scan yeah i didn't i mean i didn't have a tv capable of that at the time but just the fact like it looked so clean it was like a really clean it moved really well like and then um the biggest thing I think that I love about Metroid in general is that it's like a lone wolf kind of situation. Like it's very isolated, like you're isolated as Samus and it's, you're kind of just exploring this weird situation every single time where she doesn't really talk to literally anybody. It's like a very quiet solo thing that, um, I think is just really appealing I think that's really cool. the The idea of a person roaming the galaxy alone, wading into these like wading into a whole planet herself, <laughs> and kind of like wrecking shit is is so cool. <laughs> um, 
and I love to suit. uncover ancient civilization. Uh, yeah, and like actually, like with Prime again specifically, like Prime is like one of the first times where they actually like dive into lore yeah. of Metroid, and I thought that was so awesome. Like the atmosphere of Prime is amazing. The music is amazing. It's and it held up, you know, like we saw because it was one of my favorite games last year. Um, and the whole series is good, too. That's another thing. Wait, so how so, wasn't it your game of the year, but it's number two on your all-time list? Um, no, nah, I'm kidding. You don't got to answer that. Don't yeah. This is a, 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 a different <laughs> criteria. So my number one game. Not my number one game. The last game on my list. Because <laughs> these are in chronological order, you remember. Monster Hunter World. No doubt. Yeah. Uh, I ex- I experienced a, a new infatuation when when I... It changed your life. Whence I played Monster Hunter and proceeded to purchase it for literally anyone who would listen to me talk about it. I bought that game 20 times. I swear <laughs> I bought it for every one of my friends. <laughs> Uh, I replayed it on PC this year, like last year and this year. I've been going through Iceborne this year, and it's just like, it's so good. It is really good. And uh, it's kind of fun. You know, they they announced Monster Hunter Wilds, so it's on the horizon. Capcom's doing like a come back to world campaign. Yeah. Where they have been like streaming... Um, just basically the Monster Hunter World campaign over again, and like the game has has like player numbers on Steam that it, it had like at launch. Like it's got the same number of people that are playing that were playing back when the game was released. Yeah, and that's insane to think about. It's like a seven year old game, six or seven year old game. Yeah, that and is I just think, crazy. I think that just speaks to like how good the game is. Like there's so much content there. The combat is so evergreen. There's so much to like do on a hunt, and and you know in terms of like build quality or build designs and yeah and Options. gear to grind for and like things to discover and it's like people are just you know happy to keep playing this forever and and yeah. I'm one of those people and uh, I'm thankful. Because like you know, it's a, it's a, Capcom. It's like a company that really uh, squeezes all the juice out of their franchises. I'd say. Yeah. And so, like to know that, like, they're gonna keep making Monster Hunter games. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and World was part of like their turning the ship around for sure. Yeah. 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 Yeah, before they did all the RE Resident Evil re-releases and yeah, Devil May Cry and yeah, Street Fighter even. Um, so, you know, I've probably talked too much about Monster Hunter World <laughs> on on the podcast, but I would be doing it a disservice if I didn't at least mention it here as part of my greatest games of all time. Yeah. So, super good game. I'm I'm glad that you got into it because I'm into it now too, because you forced it on me, but I that did. was but that was fine. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to a new one. Similar combat style, sort of. My fa- my favorite game of all time in quotes 
Apparently. Dark Souls 2. Is Dark Souls 1. And... I was wondering if you were going to go with the, uh, like... With the meme, with the joking answer? Not joke answer, but the, like, this is my hill to die on answer. Like It's uh, a hill I'll die on forever. Um, and I And I plan to address it. Like, yes, I have defended Dark Souls 2 forever, basically. And I still will. Um... Is Dark Souls 2, quote, more important than 1? No. No way. What's more important to you? The series in general is more important to me. But, you can't say the series. Well, well I picked 1. I picked 1 because of... I had played Demons. Like, de- I, t- I, I thought about putting Demons. Because you you you, Be- play, you picked one because it had a greater impact on your life than I two. picked I picked one for it was like more important for me but again this is definitely one of the it's important for games too yeah. demons like people looked at as a curiosity and like thought it was cool and stuff but like nobody really cared about it and then Dark Souls one came out and it was like oh shit now we're paying attention to this. And then it just, you know, more and more came out and got better and better and whatever. But, like, one is also... They're making Bandai Namco all kind of money now. One is also very unique now in in the whole thing. One is the unique one. I will will never not admit that. It's the only one that does what it does. None of them do the interconnected stuff like one. None of them. And I think it's really interesting that it is the only one that does that (laughs) because like they did other games after the fact that don't work that way and like it's weird that they didn't do that again because it's the thing that everybody points to with that game as being like so interesting but um in general just dark souls one was like oh man i love demons i thought it was awesome but it didn't like make an impact on me i guess it was like it was just another video game and it was hard it was unique, but like, you know, I I wasn't like screaming from the rooftops at everybody like, hey, you have to play demons. One make you made you when Souls Dark Day. Souls came out. I was like, hey, everybody needs to play this game. Everybody should be playing this game. This is so crazy. This is awesome. Demons was awesome. This is the better version of it. And yeah, I mean, Dark Souls is like, I like it like. <laughs> I think of it as being such a major part of how I view video games now because it is what I hold so much yeah this it's the standard to now. standard like it and and it's to the detriment of a lot of things yeah. like yeah we ha- I mean we have conversations that are on record that are like you don't like this because you yeah I mean it ruined it it ruined third person melee combat yeah like for me like if it doesn't if it doesn't feel as good as Dark Souls, it has a big hill to climb. And like, or if it doesn't have the enemy variety that Dark Souls Right, has, if it doesn't have enemy nothing variety. nothing does. Which, like, nothing does. <laughs> yeah, like, that, that's the... Th- like, every aspect of Dark Souls 1, and all of them, but 1, is incredible. Just, just about every aspect is incredible. Dark Souls 1 has its problems, for sure. Some of those back half areas are miserable <laughs> like design wise and to just play through them they're miserable blight town i mean that's not even that far into the game Sense and that's Fortress. miserable 
Sense Fortress is cool. Like I'm talking about like Lost Isolith is awful, stupid, horrible boss too. Uh, Tomb of the Giants is oh. a is a gimmick. It's just a gimmick. Like you can't oh. see anything, so you have no idea where you're going. And if you don't really find the right item, you're never gonna get through it. <laughs> like, like stuff like that is just. Here's it's the not, boss in Lost Isles. Crystal Crystal Caves was dumb. Um, lot the boss of Lost Isolith, Bed of Chaos. Oh yeah. Like exactly. Groan, just a big groan, you know. So like, there's problems in Dark Souls One. Know, it's so not perfect. In some but... ways, I feel like the warts make it more. Well, they all have warts, actually, except three, because three is like perfect, pretty much. Um. That's probably what should really be here, but one again and just had more of an impact for sure. Um I could talk about Dark Souls forever. That's another reason it's so important. I could play Dark Souls infinitely, pretty much. And and all of the other things. I could play Bloodborne infinitely. I could play any of that series to death, basically. And um if I'm, I just have to be honest with myself, and I think it probably is the best thing for me ever. So, and Elden yep. Ring isn't here, just because Elden Ring is more of the same thing. It's just in a big open world, which is awesome. Elden Ring is amazing, but and the open world thing was really cool with Dark Souls formula, but still. I had to I had to cut Bloodborne. It was one of the ones I was on. I played Bloodborne and Dark Souls in the same year. Yeah, and I think I just like the setting. I think Bloodborne. More. I think not coming from having played Dark Souls into Bloodborne, like Dark Souls doesn't have a chance against. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like if you don't have the prior experience, mm-hmm. you know. But I do think yeah. the le- like. Dark Souls was like such an experience. The, le- the level design in that game really is fantastic. Like the way you experience that world is like yeah. one of those things I'll I'll remember forever. I think like it blew my mind mm-hmm. how we're talking about. But um, I feel kind of like I feel FOMO a little bit with the Dark Souls franchise, and I don't want to make excuses, but it's. Dark Souls is hard to play for daddy suave. <laughs> you have to like be prepared. I need, kind I of. need like I need like to, I need long chunks of time to dig in. Yeah. To play that. Like I can't I you say maybe you can but like chipping away at, at those games to me feels like I'm not making enough progress. And like the way yeah. it punishes you for dying, like it just it's it's this weird um, it just creates this weird circumstance where I get I don't enjoy it enough. Yeah. To, to like I, I feel I get angry, and I don't want to play. I don't want to play like mad. Yeah. Like I don't want to be constantly mad that I'm losing. Yeah. And like it it's I think it just comes back to like my. The time that I have to sit down, yeah, isn't always like good. Like it's not always a good chunk of time, and so it's like hard to dig in 
to to a way where I like feel satisfied and feel the satisfaction of overcoming something that I've been like grinding at a little bit or 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 even just like finding my way around a level like if I don't yeah. sit there and and like explore and learn where everything's at like every time I sit down I'm like what's going on again it's just like hard a little bit to play and it sucks cuz I do really like those games it just uh they yeah. ask a lot of the player and I don't know that I have the um, I felt that with Elden Ring. Yeah. Like Elden Ring was the first time where I was like, "Oh, am I um am I am I starting to lose interest a yeah. little bit?" Even though Elden Ring was a incredible experience and I loved all of it, there were times when I was playing it where it was like, "Man, this is a lot. This is a lot to deal with and um it's it's kind of brutal like there's definitely some really hard stuff in Elden Ring yeah. and like um and uh, and it being an open world even though they added a whole bunch of quality of life things to like make it easier to play it in bite-sized chunks it's just so much so there were times that I felt that way too where it was like I don't know if I want to do this yeah <laughs> like, like I don't know if I like feel like doing this but then you sit down and play it for like 10 minutes and then that for me would wear off. But yeah, when I wasn't playing it, it would be one of those. Yeah. Maybe that's like, like what it is. I just, it's, it's hypes me up. It's kind uh, of the anxiety of psychs starting you out a little yeah, bit. Yeah. 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 So, um, but as I loved lies of P, so I still really like the, the formula. formula. Yeah. Yeah. I'll get there. I, I won't, I mean, I liked I liked Bloodborne and Sekiro and Dark Souls way too much. I didn't love Dark Souls too, but I liked those games way too much. I'm like three for four in like ten out of ten games. So yeah, and you didn't play three, right? No. Yeah, I mean, three no, is like I've three started is three, really fucking good. I've started three like twice and like yeah. have played a little bit of it and then kind of uh, teetered off. I played a good bit of Demons on the PS5 where yeah, I like, is really <laughs> tried to beat my head against it. And it was like, you know what? I don't know. I just don't, maybe another day. Yeah. But, uh, I think yeah, demons I is hard and they, and they like did not make it any easier. They didn't change any of that at all. And I think that's kind of awesome, but that remake is like, no, there's just like bullshit. not checkpoints. Like I don't No, there isn't. I've, that's what I mean. I've, it's hard. I've wandered that, opening castle level like so much to the point where I'm like ah. you don't unlock the second checkpoint until you beat the boss yeah 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 so yeah. um you can unlock the door to the boss so you can easily get to it but yeah it's it's is brutal fa- is that the phalanx yeah phalanx uh, I did mm-hmm. play past that so but okay um it is. I don't know. It's what a it's, series. Uh, it is. It is a series. <laughs> it is a series. It's a. It is a video game series that exists. Yes. No, I. I do. I appreciate like what it is, and I like that they don't. I like that they don't make things more accessible, and they don't make a game that. Um. Me too. Yeah. Me too. I hope they never change with that armored core is tough too like i yeah. 
Yeah. So, we did it. So, we did it. That's the greatest games of all time. It's the definitive greatest games of all time. Uh, we'll not be taking any comments. You don't have any Mario on your criticism. list. I'm surprised. Mario 3 was almost on my list. Uh, Mario so 3 it, was a big deal for SNES, me. SNES Mario 3? No, NES. NES. Okay. Yeah. And then I replayed all of Mario 3 with Dustin a couple years ago through the emulator, which was awesome. That was fun. And um, still, it's a great game. It's a great Mario. Um, But yeah, I, I it, it didn't make it, so... <laughs> I had to have Minecraft on my list. What about Super Meat Boy? That was a tough. That was tough. tough cut. What were some yeah. of the toughest cuts? Uh, it was it was Meat Boy, um, Spelunky. So I love Spelunky, but honestly, it wasn't even a consideration. Really? Yeah, I really love Spelunky. Like Spelunky is like definitely up there, but ten's not ten's not enough. Yeah, ten's not enough, and Spelunky's like it's it's a small game, you know. Like that, I'm gonna <laughs> use that. I'm gonna use that terminology. It's, it I got de- I got demonized for that, and we sure do use it a lot. Just but saying. like I know, but when you think about when you think about, <laughs> we like, sure do use that a lot. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It 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 is that. Like it's definitely example of that. It's a brilliant game, amazingly designed, but um. You know, yeah. Um, Witcher Three was a tough cut. Oh man, I can't believe that one not being on Oblivion. There. Elder Scrolls Oblivion was a tough cut. Um, I almost had Vice City because the the PS2 Grand Theft Autos. Yeah, like d- defining defining yeah, moments. Absolutely. But um, the reason I didn't have it was because like in hindsight, GTA is not my favorite thing. Yeah. Um it was and it was more fun as kids to just mess was, around in that engine yes. than it was to actually play the game ever. Yes. It was yeah. fun. It was fun to mess around with this you, as like. As soon as you new... tried to play the game, it was like a frustrating and Yeah, it was always experience. frustrating, felt yeah. like shit. It still yeah. is frustrating, still feels like shit. Like so so that was its downfall to me. Um I almost had Deus Ex, because Deus Ex is like such a crazy, amazing game. Um Gran Turismo 3, super important for me in terms of cars, <laughs> like just cars. cars. Gran Turismo taught me everything I know about cars. Um, and Tetris. I wanted to have Tetris because I love Tetris. Yeah. Um, but, you know, first Tetris I played was the Game Boy Tetris, uh, which was essentially Tetris. just NES Tetris. Tetris is timeless. It is timeless. Um, for yeah, this was the, for the good. finale. I want you to just cut together songs from all kinds of all these. Okay, that's a lot of work. All these, I would do it, except for I got too much. I don't got enough time. I don't have time for that, that either. I'm sorry. So, so I want to hear your mixing abilities. I want you. I want to hear the Halo theme cut into scripts <laughs> of Faradana. Fendron cut and drifts, into yeah. drifts, yeah. Cut into, I don't know what else. What else? What, what else is good? I don't know some what it's going to be. Tunes. I'm probably just going to maybe I'll pick some techno from Tekken. Oh yeah, <laughs> there you go. We'll Tekken see. three, Tekken three soundtrack. Yeah. 
So keep but, keep on speaking of Tekken, keep on the keep on the lookout for some uh, an upcoming Tekken episode. Yeah, from, next episode we'll probably talk about Tekken Eight, um, which is cool. That's exciting. Have you? Uh, is there anything else? That's are you going to play Prince of Persia? Is there anything else that's on the horizon you were like looking at playing? I'm like, curious. Oh. I'm curious about Prince of Persia. Actually, yeah, I'm just trying to finish Baldur's Gate. I'm like almost done with Baldur's Gate. <laughs> And nice. I just want to be done with that game. I'm like ready for it to be over. It's so yeah. fucking dense, which yeah. is cool. It's a great game, but fuck, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll talk about how many, it. When how I many hours it. do you have in it? It sounds like not a lot. Sixty. I'm at sixty hours, and I still have a good bit to go. But I'm like kind. I'm quote flying through it. Um. Speed which running. is so weird but i've had to like reload and redo a bunch of stuff that like doesn't get tracked yeah so it's canceling so, your hours. so i've probably actually spent 80 you can, something you can look it. at your playstation playtime if it doesn't match your save file it it doesn't it's probably a lot higher i, I should double check that and you um, have to you'd have to add like if you're thinking about how much time played it, your co-op campaign is some hours too. Yeah, I mean, in total, can. in total, I've probably played the game at least eighty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we should, uh, we should end this episode. Yeah, I need to get to bed. Yeah, I need to too. <laughs> Happy um, Friday! Yeah, it's all. It's almost Friday. Thank you for listening. Uh, this was fun. Never have to think about it again. Maybe ten years later, I'll think about it again. Um, and and sweat over it, and then sweat up sweat about it more. But um, yeah, this was good, and uh, we'll be back next time with some other stuff and probably primarily Tekken. But until then, keep playing games. Peace.